Truck Show Podcast, live from the SEMA Show in Las Vegas. Presented by Nissan, with support from DuraLastParts.com. This week's episodes are powered by Banks. Day two, live from the SEMA show, 2021. Well, not really live. It's taped, but whatever. But you we're here early, yes. which is why you don't hear any crowd right now. You hear all the echo because we are exhibitors. So we're in the doors before everybody else is uh, allowed to come in. So uh, today, ton of great stuff. I hear Ronnie from C10 Talk might come by. Ooh. And perhaps- Does that top Jay Leno? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, but Ronnie and Mark Trossel, who's the head designer for Ram... He's coming by, too, so maybe those two together trump Jay Leno. So, Come on, you guys had to be stoked on that weirdness of Jay Leno popping in the It was so bizarre. I look up it and there's Jay Leno. And, and you were started, I started you telling launched stories. Right into a I don't know story. why. And he was just like, dear God, do you I have to listen to this? Yeah, you take know, a like, picture and let me leave. Yeah. No, oh but God. that's not true because he said, you guys take a picture of me. And then he came around. We didn't even force it. It was awesome. I don't know. It was I don't know what happened. weird. It was a blur. I might have been still drunk from the night before. I did The whole thing was crazy, but awesome. We finally got Jay on the podcast. Anyway, today's show, we got another group of really great guests. Super excited for it. So before we get started, we have to thank Nissan, our presenting sponsor. Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, the best in the business on the Titan and the Titan XD. And you guys have to check out the brand new Frontier, which we have, uh, well, we've fallen in love well, with. Well, how about the Frontiers that are here? The Nismo booth, pretty awesome. There are some Frontiers floating around. It's awesome to see them done up, Overland style, all that kind of great stuff. Anyway, check them out, NissanUSA.com. Head down to your local dealer. And if you need parts and tools, head over to AutoZone where you can find Duralast Parts. That's DuralastParts.com. High quality, OE or better replacement parts, great warranties, lifetime warranty on their hand tools, everything you need to get your old beater fixed up to get it here to see them next year. In the parking lot, of course, because it's probably not going to get in the show. You never know. Well, maybe. Maybe it's uh, a resto mod, Dur- like a lot of resto and a lot of mod. And a lot of mod. Uh, DuraLastParts.com. And last but not least, before we uh, get into the action today, we have to thank our friends. Oh, that's you. That's me. Over at, at, at Banks. Banks. Yeah, Banks Power. So this is the Truck Show Podcast powered by Banks. Oh, it's awesome to be back. You know what? It's funny that Jay would not have come by our podcast no. had he not been looking for Gail Banks. Right. So he came by looking for It a, was a classic uh, case of bait and switch. Yes. <laughs> uh, by the way, that imagine? happened all day yesterday because yesterday, I hope you got audio, but you unveiled Lockjaw here at the show, and there were probably 50 people who came by looking for the truck in this 10 by 10 booth. And you're like, guys, what makes you think there's a truck in this booth? Like they're going, well, what time do you unveil the truck here? You're like, no, 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 no. It's in the AMS well, oil Well, we booth, do so. have a sign to your left out there that does say well, Lockjaw. that showed it. up half, uh, half a day it late. It did, it did. Well, yeah. yeah, it was a little bit late. Yeah, so anyway, we, the, the most important, it was awesome. Gail came by today, but we're going to, uh, I think we talked to him later on in the show also, so we'll, we'll thank him in person, and uh, we appreciate the booth space. So, all right, now that we got that out of the way, it's time to get into SEMA Day 2. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. What the truck Cause truck rides with The truck show We have the lifted We have the lowered And everything in between We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel And the ones that run on gasoline The truck show The truck show The truck show It's the truck show With your hosts Lightning and Holman Holman, day two, 
Truck Show Podcast at the SEMA Show you 2021. You mean the Truck Show Podcast powered by Banks? Yes, it is that. I should know that since it's on my... Uh, on your shirt. It's on my and shirt. on the wall behind you. Exactly. Oh, look at this. Ronnie Wedge from CZ No, he just Talk. called me and I just... Uh, well, what's I, he doing? I hung up on him. I'm like, dude, we're podcasting right now. Hold we don't on, have time see. to talk to no, Ronnie. No, no, I, no. Ronnie, we're podcasting. 21234. 21234. All right. We, uh, we need to welcome uh, our next guest, who is a uh, clearly a heavyweight within the automotive industry. And not his physical size, just the, what he does. And his level of talent. His expertise. Uh, if you've ever seen a Ram truck, uh, and if you like it, then you might have seen this gentleman's no, I'm, work. I'm not familiar with that brand. Uh, Mopar. Mopar does their concept vehicles and things like Mo, that. Do you, any, Mo what? Mopar. No, Mopar. not familiar. All right, well then, that's perfect because Mark Trossel is here, the head of Ram Truck Exterior Design and the head designer for Mopar. And... Uh, Welcome to SEMA. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Why would you come here and hang out with us? You're a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I heard of vicious rumors that you've been stuck in the Mopar booth like all week. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. I need to get out and see more. I mean, that's why part of why I love coming to the show is the inspiration. Just, you know, seeing things, the creativity that goes on, the people. It's just such a great experience for a designer. Uh, you know, I love the enthusiasm there. So, yeah, I, I've got to get out of there. <laughs> You've got to be a pig in slop. I mean, there's a lot to experience. A lot of independent, young, and old designers that are pushing the envelopes to inspire a guy like you. Yeah, and, and everything in between, right? Even the, just the walk outside over here, you know, I'm like, these guys are like, come on, come on, you got to go. And I'm like, no, taking pictures. And yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, I got to check that out. And it's like, it's, it's like, you know, get goosebumps out of it, though. So I absolutely love it because there is, you know, stuff that, you know, as a designer and someone who works for the OEM, you know, an OEM, you know, there's certain criteria, there's certain regulations and things that we know we have to stick within a certain boundary, if you will. We're here. It's just, you know, anything goes. Let's go. Whatever anything floats goes. your boat. Th yeah. This is the most uh, design forward thing you'll do in automotive, right? As a community, anyway. Like, there's going to be lots of people tinkering in their workshop or their studio, but this is the first place where you get to experience it under the lights with people, get that reaction. And kind of judge those trends. And as an OE automotive designer, you're already working on things five years in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we're working yeah, five, six years in some cases in the future. So it's it's good to see, you know, because we like to tease a little bit of, sure. you know, hide it in plain sight. Um, you know, so it's good to come here and, and see where, you know, where are other trends going. And that's why I've got to get out of the Mopar booth yeah. to go see that what That must be weird. It's, it's got to be like people who make movies, right, three years in advance. And then they get called to do like a press tour. And they're like, I can't remember what the yeah, plot I'm so, was. I'm so I, far past that. I'm right. Not, you know, and, and I get to come and see some stuff early with you guys on occasion. Yep. And it's funny because there's some vehicles I may have seen a year, two, three years ago. They come out and I feel like you because it's like, A, cool, I can talk about it. But B, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there, done that. Oh, that, that's <laughs> such old tech now. Totally. Yeah. That is actually, for me, there's nothing better than being able to bring someone in from the outside to the design studio and show them something that I've been looking at for two or three years because they're like, oh, my gosh. And you're like, all right, cool. Yeah. It's still yeah. cool. You know, yeah. because, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm so sick of looking at this Yeah, thing, you got to step out of the fishbowl and have some outside validation. Yeah, yeah. And, in fact, so, you know, you were responsible in your team, responsible for the current uh, DT Ram 1500. Yep. And that was a obviously a, a smash hit. Nice. Lots of awards. High, high five right here. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. And then on the heavy duties to really take that old cab style and the older DJ platform, but put all the pieces to make it look like the 1500 yep. and have yep. family resemblance. 
uh, if if what I see on the street is any indication, uh, unbelievable. I mean, I think this generation of Ram trucks elevated the brand so high. I know a lot of people who have defected because the Ram was such a good product. Well, the, and, and, and to that point, like there were a lot of guys driving the other brands that wouldn't have considered for a long time, yep. right? And now they're going, oh my God, my buddy just bought one and I sat in it. Yeah, or and it's yes. a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Or TRX. So TRX, I drive a TRX yeah. every day right now. And the thing I'll tell you is we had the TRX through this mud puddle and it was the same color as designer's clay and it looked like a clay model. There's just the the intensity, the anger, the yeah. substance that a TRX has. Yeah. But when you see it completely covered in one like thin coating of mud and you're going, that literally drove off Mark Trossel's design <laughs> table in Auburn Hills and drove out into the woods. Like even even with it shiny and clean, I'll walk out and see it in my driveway and I'll be like it just looks like a, a sketch yeah. come to life. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. There's not a lot of vehicles out there that translate it from the designer's pad to real life, yep. and that is a very successful and one. It still gives you that emotion, and absolutely. And, and I'm fortunate enough to be driving a TRX right now as well. And there is nothing better as a designer when you have people pulling up next to you, giving you a thumbs up, and you <laughs> no, know, no, I did out. it. No, really, yeah. I did it. It was mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't, they're not going to believe him. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. sure, yeah. guy, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Mark, yeah. Mark rolls down the window. He's like, "Yeah, what's up?" And they're like, "Oh, dude, thumbs up." He goes, "Well, what do you think about how it looks?" <laughs> "Oh, dude, it looks sick." Yeah, I'll let the guy know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Because yeah, they wouldn't be meeting the guy who designed it. Hey, tell me. Take me through the process of designing the truck. How many iterations on the TRX specifically? How many iterations did you go through? And then how far off the mark? Because I didn't see the original sketches like Holman did. How far away did it deviate? We and because we did a, a TRX concept vehicle as well that we put out, and and it was you know we we love doing you know SEMA type vehicles special builds, you know, Easter Jeep Safari yeah, builds sure, yeah. that, you know, again, you know, as Mark Allen would say, like, oh, you may see some of this in the future. So and they you love do. to hide things. And yeah. you do. I, yeah. I can point to a few things that you guys have hidden that are in production now. Yep. So it's fun. Yep. But with the with the TRX, you know, it's there's nothing better than, you know, design opening something, a project like that up to passionate designers and say, sketch something cool. You know, I want something that's gonna make the the hair on my arm stand up. And the guys just went crazy with it. And, and it's tough because you fall in love with so many sketches that are on the wall, but there's always the one that, like you said, has the right amount of anger, the, you know, the right proportion, and it still, it still embodies what the Ram brand is about. Yeah. And that was the TRX. And we did a, we did a clay model, um, refined so, it. So was there, Mark, was there a, a one designer that had that winning sketch? Did yeah. you know his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, Dayan Nanev. He was our was our designer who did the winning sketch. In fact, uh, um, I have a big print of it in my oh, office awesome. and that. So, yeah, yeah. And it's amazing. That sketch looks so much like the production truck or, or vice versa. Like, yeah. it's when you see it, you go... Because you know, a lot of manufacturers to tease it, they'll do a sketch and the wheels are out of proportion and, and the, the haunches are blown out on the fender and it's really this... this A cartoon. It's a cartoon. It's a caricature of the vehicle. Yeah. But when you see the TRX, you go, especially from like a three-quarter angle up high looking down on it, you're yes. like, holy crap, that's the sketch. Yes. That's the yes. sketch. And that is the view, right? Yeah. That is the that is the view. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, yep. it's amazing. Yep. So 
obviously you guys are having a lot of fun at Rambran. It, it's it's fun to win and have uh, designs that everybody loves. Where yeah. where were you at prior to taking over the Rambran as far as exterior design? Um, I was uh, uh, running the Dodge and SRT brand design. Brand. You've had a horrible career path. I, I know. I know. <laughs> it's now rough. we know where all the all that TRX anger cues came from. What's the backstory? Where where'd you go to school and how'd you get going? So you know, my dad was a car designer, so it was in my blood. Oh, so wow. I you know I grew up around it. Um, grew up drawing cars in you know my math class um but uh, me you know, too. i knew i wanted to be a car designer <laughs> what was what was dad designing um he was he actually worked at ford and then he worked for a company called american sunroof corporation asc and asc uh, yeah. and they, you know they did the mustang conversions and things like convertible that. And, yeah. gnx yeah. and things like that so he was all he was a big hot rodder so you know i grew up around that stuff and I went to a school called uh, College for Creative Studies in Detroit. So there's Art Center in, yep. uh, in Pasadena, Pasadena and CCS. And CCS. And, yeah. So really the, the big two of the design world in, uh, you know, in our country. And um, interned at General Motors, interned at Chrysler when I was in school and ended up, I really wanted to go to Chrysler because of the Viper had just been shown ah. and was being introduced and the LH cars. So it was a really exciting time for design. And uh, I went there and, you know, just... The rest is history. I've had a wonderful career, you know, wonderful, passionate people. You know, I look at being able to work on things like Hellcats and Demons and that, and it's like, and I'm a part of a team that's creating these iconic vehicles. They're history you know? because in 20, 30 years, those will be the unobtainium cars. You literally have your fingerprints on the golden age of the internal combustion engine, I'm whether you. it's the truck or the cars, whether it's, it's a true. Hellcat or a Demon. TRX. I mean, no one's looking. No one's looking back in an Accord. You know what I mean? Going, no. oh, that Honda Accord. I love that fifth gen. There's like, no Accord on what? a kid's poster. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Their bedroom. Never. Right? But it's even more than that, right? Because it's not just this generation is has, you know, um, inspired. You know, it's the fact that this is the last one before we go to electrification. This is the last one before the industry moves on to what's next. You literally are the guy that helped put together what this era of automotive design is going to mean to future generations yeah. that's yeah. that's a that's a huge thing to to be like man i was a part of that i was in the trenches doing that yeah no it feels good because you know we always you know we talk about you know 70s and you know, that was the muscle car and no and it's now it really is yeah. is the heyday and yeah it's been wonderful to be a part of that and you know i i just you know it's it's i pinch myself sometimes were but. you there at the i assume you were there in the initial meetings when they said all right we're going to drop this powertrain in this vehicle and you're like yes really are you are, <laughs> wait what are you smoking yeah <laughs> and you know the 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 horsepower we even internally we kept the horsepower there were only a handful of people that knew what the horsepower was originally going to be sure. right, was 707 um and and we kept the guys would keep kind of fluctuating the numbers to see is it leaking is it leaking and, yeah, that. Yeah. and it was it was really tight so it was pretty cool though because we knew you know the biggest thing with that car was we had to get more tire under it which was yeah. you know where we came with the wide body then after the the 707 but even the car. aero stuff like the fact that you can see through the fenders where the wind goes. I mean, it's just they're actual on the TRX. Yeah, they're actual functional. You know, I I guess um, I don't remember what the the term is. Um, wind curtain, right? Uh, air curtain. Air curtain. Air curtain yeah. Wind curtain. Yep. So it yep. basically is funneling through. I mean, you can look through the front of a TRX and see daylight on the other side. Yeah. yeah. And everything's functional on it. You know, yep. there's, there's you may look at it and go a boy racer or gratuitous or it's not. Yep. It, everything has a purpose and. It's funny when you first see it. It's like this. Um, um, like I pulled up in my parents' driveway, and my mom goes, 
what is that? You know, and she's like, this <laughs> yeah. is mean, angry yeah. truck. Just yeah. what are you driving? Yeah. Yeah. And after a while, you, you live with it and you start appreciating certain things about it and you start picking up, oh, this is here for a reason. Oh, this exists here. The, the way the fenders are, the way the, the tires are covered, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's cool. I love nothing more than, than washing, even though it's a monster, I love nothing more than washing that by hand yeah. because the, the fender flares, you know, they're so Flows. muscular. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's, to me, it feels like it was, uh, it was drawn and modeled in clay yeah. because yeah. when you do it in computers with ones and zeros, there's a certain human element to the surfacing that you lose. That's sensitivity isn't yes. there no matter what and, i'm with you and yeah. it's so it's so beautiful because you're playing it's like playing chess in 3d right like you have this really beautiful bulge but then it's also coming this way but then it kind of tucks under this way to mimic the rest of the body size that kind of tucks under on yeah. on the on the dt and yep. it's just yep. it's you you have to hand wash it to your point yep. to really appreciate yeah. it it's, yeah. it is a, yeah. a thing and then, like you were saying, like it, it, to me, you know, the TRX, you know, for just as such a monster as it is, you get on the inside of it, and it's just, it's beautiful. There's yeah. tons of room, the you know, carbon and leather. It's quiet, and it's, it rides it's good. It's super civilized, yeah. right? Until you unleash it's, it. Yeah, well, and it's like, it's like a howler monkey or something. Like it just, it's, it's so docile around town. I got 14 and a half miles per gallon on ours coming from California because I put out 70 in a cruise control. I'm like, let's see what I can yeah. get. And I'm like, this is hypermiling a TRX. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. But I may have been on a trip earlier where I may have passed two semis in a row. And I might have been at 70 miles an hour. And by the time I got to the front of the semis, I might have been at 111 miles an hour <laughs> and, and not realize and look down and went, oh, damn, that was fast. It's funny. And it pulls all the way I, and the, it's fuel cut off because of the tires. Yep. So it's still pulling hard I when it hits that. I was going to say, I hit that thing, oh, I shouldn't say this, all the time because <laughs> it hits that, rev, that, that yeah. cut off so I gotta, I gotta, I have a friend, we have a friend that has cracked that and has pushed it. So there's no limiter on his TRS. Oh, man. And he'll start marketing that soon, I'm sure you know. <laughs> yeah. The tire is the big limiter. Yeah. Well, you got, well, go to a street tire. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's People only a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who just yeah. did uh, Nuremberg Ring had street tires on yeah. that. I watched that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah that and was amazing. Just you watching the brakes. The brakes. I was, I was thinking that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, you need more brakes. Yeah, way, <laughs> way more brakes. Now, you guys are insiders. Me is kind of an outsider, like more of an enthusiast. From that point of view, there was, there was just the Raptor. Then the TRX comes along, and now it's a super truck. Like, to me, there weren't that title that didn't exist, really. The TRX was launched, and now it's just super trucks are a thing. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. It, it, when you look I, at the new Hummer EV, they're going after that super truck thing. You guys have some stuff coming out in your own portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've got... Even look at, like, the Rivian R1T. Not necessarily a long-travel desert truck, but certainly 800 horsepower. I yeah. mean, there's... It's it's happening. Stuff yeah. is happening. Yeah. Tell me... Tell, I got to know, though. We, we, we've had this... We've, we've bandied about how the inter internal dialogues could have happened and what they would have sounded like when you guys were about to trump Ford. Like, you were going to demolish Ford. You, they, or you, you went to the to board meeting and you said, this is what it, we're bringing out. I mean, was, were people high-fiving or were they going, what are we doing? Well, and, and what led you there? Like, what did you say, we're going to destroy the Raptor? I, I, what were those candid conversations around the water cooler like? Yeah, you know, because as you know, right, it's a, it's a, it's a competitive industry and we're all competitive. And the folks that were working on it were gearheads and we want to be better than the next and you know right it's it's just like horsepower wars it's you know you get up and then someone comes above and you yeah. just keep going but everyone on the team their mission was 
to be the best truck we could possibly be. But the be, suspension and the, the, everything. I kept hearing, like, you know, guys were talking about how far they were jumping it. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, it's like, it was it, super exciting. Yeah, uh, and, and also terrifying knowing that you could huck a truck 100 feet <laughs> through the air, you know, eight feet off the ground, and it can land, and you, you, the alignment's well, not even Because, yeah. it, because yeah. it knows it's being hucked. Yeah. The other, yeah. the competitors don't know they're being hucked. Right, because of the technology right. that's right. in the TRX. Yep. So, all right, yep. so TRX and production trucks and, and, and cars aside, you are on the other side of the house as well. You oversee Mopar, yep. and yep. that is obviously a huge part of SEMA. You guys always have a Mopar booth. You did every, I mean, every year you guys have something as mild as accessories and graphics packages with, you know, what you can offer to change the look, all the way up to high-end concepts that are one-offs. And this year is no different. You brought a, a few things here that are pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, and we we try and have fun and try and I'll call it balance the budget of how much we spend on these concepts <laughs> and how much we, you know, we, we create. And yeah, we we had a good we had a good time with a lot of them this year. You know, the one of my favorites is the the Wrangler Overlook. I yeah. love that, by the way. Uh, thank I, you. How thank you. what's the stretch on the back? Twelve inches or twelve inches? So twelve inches. So normal wheelbase, but we just yeah. added the twelve to the back and obviously I, popped the roof. I think that is so cool because there's already people with jails now putting in rear seats, right? And yep. it's probably not the best idea because the roll bar is different between a two-door and a four-door and yep. you have safety issues, whatever. But that being said, the idea is what what Wrangler JL Overlook represents to me is what the FJ80 Land Cruiser used to be. It's yeah. the same size, three-row. Yeah. You can't get that size vehicle, three rows that have off-road capability more. Right. So there's this void where you have this great, this. if you think about it, FJ80, Three rows, solid axles. It's everything a JL is, except it has extra row. Yeah. And like Overlook is sort of that modern interpretation of that mid-size family hauler. Yep, yep. yep. They go on adventures. Exactly, because you know we have some customers that are throwing three rows in yeah. and doing some things. But you know what? And it's a concept, but you know the feedback is like, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. And it looks you great. Know? And it, I mean, there's a lot of designs natural. where you can add body width to it. You can add wheelbase. You can change it up, and it's like mm, the original design was so pure. It, it doesn't really need to be messed with. And it actually looks really appropriate with that longer overhang. And yeah, your departure angle, angle is going to suffer a little bit, but if you have your, you can choose between your family and your gear, now you take everything, you don't care anymore, yep. right? Yep. Like you'll figure yep. out a different line and it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. So that one that one was a really fun one for us. Is that something you want to see actually come to fruition? Uh, you know, it, a lot of the, the concepts, just as we do for Easter Jeep Safari things, you know, we, we're testing some things and some things, you know, if the feedback is there, We'll look even harder at it. So right now it's purely a concept, gotcha. but the the reception has been super positive on it. Okay. Uh, the other Jeep that was it's been a couple years now, but the Blue Gladiator regular cab, I I love that because to me I would sell my JL and walk away because that regular cab Gladiator was so right on the money proportion wise. Yeah, yeah. Everything about it was like, I would just, I would light everything I own on fire and I would just go buy that. <laughs> and just be like, let's start over. Because it's, it, it's so perfect as a regular yeah. cab. It's, yeah. it's, what was the feedback on that? Was everyone as uh, overwhelmed as Holman? Like, is that something that... <laughs> no one's ever that overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. We, you know, the... The feedback is, you know, always positive, and it's always a balance between, you know, trying to showcase the Jeep performance parts that we offer to our customers, and that that's my main goal is to, to showcase those those parts because, you know, they're they're great. You know, they're so obviously here. There's so much for customers to choose from, but we try and at least give them the opportunity that when they leave the dealership, they can they can purchase parts right from Mopar, and so 
you know, we try and put as much of that into it as possible with a little bit of a concept spin to get them to, to, to notice it. Right. And then occasionally that turns into it needs to be a production vehicle because there's people with pitchforks and torches at the <laughs> gates of the Auburn Hills HQ yeah. going, hey, build this. I mean, I'm, I'm sure yeah. there's been a few things like that that have made it through the pipeline yeah. that maybe unexpectedly. <laughs> now, you also have some RAM products that uh, you brought to SEMA as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the ones that I, you know, we had some fun with, we, you know, years ago we had an outdoorsman package. Yep. And um, it's gone by the wayside, but we said, you know what, this is a perfect opportunity for us to look at what if we brought the name back and we developed some you know, pieces and parts that, that allow the customer to look at the truck in a way that they could use it for recreation, camping, but then maybe also use that same vehicle during the week for you know their job, whether yeah, it, it's construction or even Whereas the TRX might be the fun you're having, the outdoorsman's more the facilitator of the fun, right? Like yeah. it's carrying all the fun. It's carrying the kayak or the rooftop tent. You can drive it daily, but it's not necessarily what you're doing to go have fun in. It's just taking you somewhere. Whereas the TRX is that is the fun. That is hit the trail fast and do all that. Exactly. Two totally different expressions of what RAM can be. Absolutely. And in the outdoorsman, we actually we put a, a vacuum under the rear seat from the from the Pacifica. I, so, I saw that. So it's just you know stuff like that to, to cater to that person. And then the TRX that we brought was really just to showcase some of the Mopar pieces, the rock rails. You know the. By the, the way, our long-term TRX I ordered with the rock rails, and they're awesome. Yeah. You guys yeah, did a great yeah, job on this. Yeah, thanks, thanks. They, they look good, but they also work. Yeah. Don't ask me yeah, how I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you and may not get that uh, TRX back the way you had dropped it No, off. no, no. That's the Motor Trend <laughs> one that went on that cross-country trip. Oh, That's they the still mine, haven't washed it. Mine is, mine is way nicer than that one. Okay. <laughs> awesome. And then, you know, on the, the TRX that we brought, you know, we had fun with simple graphics and colors. We, we love doing that. And some of that is because we're always inspired by what we see here. And you know we want to play around with you know Mopar Blue and, and see if we can help influence other people as well. So it's all about having fun and showcasing our parts and pieces. So how do you get feedback from a customer who is wanders into the Mopar booth? Is it you on the floor listening to feedback? Is it the whole team kind of says, you know what? Everybody liked what we did, but this one thing stood out. Let's focus on something in, in this vein. Yeah, you know, what what I what we love about this show is that I bring my designers, so my designers are actually out listening, talking, you know, most customers don't know, and I'll be out there yeah. too, because I want to talk to them, and, yeah. and they, I don't care, they, they're going to yeah. tell you they what don't they know. think. Yeah. You know? You're just a dude who likes their car. Exactly. Which is what's great about all of us, right? Like, we're just gearheads, and we'll talk to any gearhead. They're giving away secrets. See, yeah. see how I dovetailed this piece of metal into the bumper, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh. Yeah, but yeah. only if it were bronze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we, you know, we're, we're listening, you know, we've got our engineering folks, we actually have our marketing folks here. And, and we're interacting with, you know, everyone's a customer that comes through there in some shape or form. So uh, it's definitely a great way for us to, to get that feedback. Well, congratulations on your success. Uh, thank you for making some really incredible product that I've been a fan of. And also just some of the, you know, you guys are always turning out new ideas and, and it's fun to see, you know, the ideation and the creativity, especially at this show, this and Easter Jeep Safari are kind of the two places where you guys get to show off a little bit. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I think, Holman, that our listener, I just think dudes who love trucks appreciate you guys at Ramford and Mopar in general for taking risks. Like, I, I think we appreciate risk taking. We don't always buy into them immediately because we're conservative as truck guys, yeah. but like, we, we, we always, I just think that when, a, when an OE is willing to take like pretty, pretty massive risks, you know, the TRX was a risk and yeah. you know, all the Hellcat products were risks, I just think that we are like, 
that's I want to be associated with the company because there's energy. It's, yeah. it's yeah. youthful. It's like, yeah. we're going to try it. You're going to come along with it. And then we're like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, like sometimes that. there's something to be said for being the giant middle finger to everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. I mean, there's exactly. there's a place for that. Yep. And, um, yeah, yep. they're like, it's like a punk rock concert. It yeah, starts with exactly. one guy on stage, you know, shoegazing with his middle <laughs> finger up. And then he looks up and there's thousands of people yeah. in the audience. Well, but then it's not cool anymore, so everybody stops. <laughs> no, you just got to change the music. So, and he can pivot. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's great to see. Uh, I, I, the overlook though to me, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I totally get the outdoorsman, and and it'll be fun to. I'm sure the next time uh, probably see you uh, Easter Jeep Safari. Yes. Yep. If yep. not some Ram stuff before then, maybe. Yeah. Well, you never know. Uh, never know. <laughs> <laughs> that was if Lightning had his uh, sound effects hooked play, up, that'd be the yeah, yeah. embargo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I would say right there. <laughs> All right. Well, we know you're a busy man. Thanks for stopping by the uh, the podcast booth and uh, hanging out with us for a little uh, bit. This was great. Thanks for having me, guys. Lots of fun. Thank you. And that's uh, Mark Trossel, who's the uh, head designer, head exterior designer for Ram and head designer for Mopar, right? Yeah. That's a yeah. weak sauce yeah. title. Yeah. Oh, wait. It's awesome. <laughs> no, that's, pretty, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> like I said, heavy hitter. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> so, Holman, we are joined by our friend... From Lance, I know your name, Bob. Oh, sorry. Okay. I wrote it down right, right over here. All right. You never know. <laughs> no, I was going to say from Lance Cappers. Yeah. And we're going to talk campers for a second because. You mean uh, Lance Cappers since 1965? That's the one. That's the same one there's that I'm a, there, to. The RV industry is interesting because there's a lot of players, except they're o- all owned by like two or three companies. We did get bought by Rev Group. Okay. But we're still one of the smaller ones. But okay. Yeah, no, Rev Group bought us who owns Fleetwood. Oh, wow, that's a, that's a and, pretty yeah, yeah. impressive uh, yeah. ownership group. But you're right. Uh, between Thor and Forest River Winnebago, they got about 90% of the market. So Man. You're absolutely right. That, that's <laughs> that's insane. The RV market, by the way, right now is exploding. Crazy. And you absolutely. said you have a backlog of, what, a, a couple days? About a year and a half. Oh my God, a year and a half. <laughs> so if I go to a dealer for, and buy a Lands Camper, I'm not getting it for 18 months? For you, we could do a deal. We'll get oh. a little shorter. Oh, I thought you was going to say 19 months. No, no. <laughs> Back off some time. no, no. And, and what we do is, you know, based on what people order and build and stuff, we shuffle stuff around. And quite honestly, it comes down to, you know, if somebody's got a trip that they've been waiting to go to Yosemite, try to yeah. get a, a reservation Yosemite takes a year. Yeah. And they go, listen, you know, I got to have it by six months or whatever. We do everything we can. But yeah, from right now, typically, if you didn't, it, that's what it'd be. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. So what you've got a build that you were showing us on your phone just before we started the interview. Um, you've got a Volkswagen towing your your trailer. Let's well, see. exactly, an Atlas. Yes. So it's not no, like a, a well, Beetle. I, I was okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure that people understand. That I wanted him to say it because if I say a Volkswagen, they're going to immediately think of something very small. Right. Well, right? they're not thinking of an Atlas. So the last time we had Lance on, we talked about their sliding camper, and today we're going to focus on your new trailer. Right. Which is super cool. Thank you. Yeah, you know, you guys know we've been building truck campers for 56 years now. We started trailers about 12 years ago, kind of ultralight, 14 to 26 footers, kind of traditional. So we saw the overland market, what is going on. We saw the trailer market, what's going on. I'm just personally passionate about camping in Bill Elm land up in Sierra Nevadas. And we have friends that have sprinter builds and oh, yeah. we go camping. You know, the wife is bummed out because the, the husband wants her to go to the bathroom on a, on a bucket with a toilet <laughs> thing on. Yeah. You know, the bumper and, dumper. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I go, you know, we got to look at the numbers and see. And, of course, the growth is crazy. So they said, okay, let's, let's do a prototype. So me and two other guys kind of got together and started specking out a trailer. What, what would it be like? And the main thing we found was, hey, there's a lot of crawler trailers, you know, Jeep trailers yeah. that you can literally crawl with, has a rooftop tent, and that's cool. Um, they suck the, the tow off road though. Yeah, you know, and that kind I'd of rather, stuff. I'd rather have like your type of trailer 
and have a base camp where that, I can detach the vehicle, exactly. go out and do what I want to do, and then come back home. That's what it's for. Yeah. So it'll go down two-track. You know, it'll go down bumpy road. It won't fall apart. It's very, very strongly built, but it's for that. I set up base camp. Now I'm going to go do my Jeep and my dual sport. What's the construction on it? It's all composite construction. So wow. the walls are, it's pretty simple. I mean, it's block foam with fiberglass on inside yeah. and out, anywhere from uh, one and a half to two and a half inches, but then uh, aluminum extrusions all around the exoskeleton. Okay, okay. And that's what holds strong it together. Strong and light. Yeah, super strong and light. So if you look at any of the, the true off-road camper guys, that's what they're going to yeah. because it's just beefy as, as any, yeah, yeah, and yeah. light. Yeah, so that's it. And, uh, and it, it's all 12 volt, so off the grid power with solar and everything else. So what's, the, what's the footprint of this? It's 18 foot. Okay. Yeah, 18 foot long and about uh, seven and a half feet wide. Single axle. Single axle. I uh, get about 17 inches of ground clearance. And you've got um, a kind of unique setup, so it's not a teardrop. Right. It's sort of a hybrid between. It's got a wedge. Yeah, it's a like way. a wedge. They, it's, it's, they've got a name for this. Oh, it's okay. called Squareback. A square back because square the back, back is literally square. Yeah. It's not oh, a teardrop. and he's pulling it with a Volkswagen that's not a square back. <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course, it's not. Would have been, I should have done that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then but, you've yeah. got on the slant in the front. I'm guessing that helps with aero, but also helps with weight because there's a big corner that you don't have to build out. Absolutely. And you've got your solar panels there, and then you also mm -hmm. have a guest house on top. We do. You know, you, you you're not into overlanding unless you have a RTT. Now, are you overlanding? If, <laughs> as we say, Olaf. If yeah. you have your overland trailer that has a rooftop tent on top of your trailer, that's like next level. L literally, three levels up. No, I think exactly. you need a tent. <laughs> you need a trailer with a tent and a tent on top of you the tent. You need a, a, a double a, decker. A, a, uh, what would they would say? A trailer top tent. <laughs> yeah, or do they fold out sideways? Because you can't go vertical anymore. You just got to go left and right. <laughs> yeah, you go left and right. So, yeah, build off it. But, yeah, it's it's funny. You know, so But, yeah, it, inside you have a, a queen bed that turns into a king bed with a drop-down bunk inside for kids. Uh, so you can sleep four inside, and then another two on top. Um, and how do you access? How do you get up? Is it a ladder? Jump. You just got to be really good high jumper. Um, <laughs> pole jump the, yeah, or pole ball. No, there's a ladder on the on the other side that you can't see. So gotcha. Okay. Up. Yep. Yep. And then it. what are the amenities on the inside? Is so, there like a kitchenette and a bathroom? Because again, so the wife, the wife, my coming. wife. Well, yeah. listen, I, I do a lot of overlanding, yeah. and I do very basic. Rooftop right. tent on my Jeep, and I go hundreds of miles in the right. middle of nowhere. Yep. Pop my top, sleep, cook over a fire, drink. Yeah whiskey and have a cigar and my wife might go with me one night a year yep but if i told her there was a, a trailer and with the toilet yeah with the shower we, she might go two nights with heat might go three nights with air conditioning with three nights uh -huh. still. <laughs> now how how that. about the the gray and the black tanks are you able to get any size under, under yeah there? we got uh 40 40 gallon fresh okay uh and about 25 gallon gray and uh so the cool thing about that is we also did a, a partnership with Rugged Water, so we have a filter with a pump on it. So once you run dry or whatever, as long as you have a source, a creek, a lake, a pond, oh, wow. run a hose into that thing, no pumps it up, kidding. filters it, drinkable water. So it's really can cool. Can you fill your tank that way or does Absolutely. it just go? Okay, so you can also... Plugs right into the, the fresh tank uh -huh. uh, through the system and hit a button and fill it back up. Well, that sounds like way smarter than anything I was thinking about. <laughs> I was thinking about I would just dehydrate and die. They're only... How many gallons try, of rotopacks? Try and get two, two and, and a half, half and try and get a rotopack yeah. right now. Yeah. You cannot find rotopacks anywhere. Right. So it's like... They have that also a year and a half wait. <laughs> we put them on just because they look cool. Yeah, they do look and cool. You got to have one on there somewhere. So. Yeah. No, you know, that we with did. the tent, you got to have a little <laughs> uh, overland jewelry, as we like exactly. to say. Exactly. So, Bob, so. is this for sale now or is this... No, okay. it's just a prototype. Yeah. Uh, so we're gauging... First show it's been to. We finished it literally Saturday at 11 p.m. Oh. 
Uh, Lightning's yeah. familiar with I'm what that feels like. I'm very familiar with the uh, hashtag SEMA crunch. There you go. Yes. So we realize it hugely this year, and so getting feedback. So this is the first world premiere, uh, getting voice of customer, and so we got surveys, people are doing, and we'll take it to Overland shows and get the same thing. But I think it's going to go in production. The, the response has been crazy, so uh, we're hoping to get it in production sometime in 22. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. What Did you say the weight? Of the trailer? No, it's going to be uh, GVWR about 3,500 with the okay. Timberins that we got on. No, we did so the, th the can, Timberin 3,500s. That's quite a bit of different vehicles that can easily tow that trailer. Yeah. So dry weight, we're shooting at about 2,700. Wow, okay. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. mid-size pickup truck, no problem. Yeah. Even uh, some of the uh, the mid-size or larger SUVs, yeah. the crossovers, no problem. Maybe and a, uh, I hear that a Volkswagen Atlas will tow it as well. There you go. I hear that they hook up anyway. They do. <laughs> they do. They do mate. Uh, have sure have what you the actually towed it? Look like. Have you towed it? With I have not. not. We, okay. uh, uh, truth be told, we finished it uh, twelve o'clock Saturday and put it on a flatbed, both of them, and shipped it over. So, gotcha. Haven't towed it yet. But no, I mean, I, we know enough about Lance to know that you guys were very serious about R and D and yeah. really testing yeah. the snot out of things. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. I want to know: Have you ever taken a uh, a camper or any of the products and just destroyed them, where and just where the remains are just littered and go, "Wow, that didn't work out so well. Let's go back to the drawing board." Not since I've been there, okay. but um, I tried it, and and with the toy haulers that we used to build, and we did a pretty good job of, of screwing some stuff up. <laughs> but this one we're going to do. We're gonna we're gonna spend probably about four to six months, which usually we never have that luxury and just refine it and fine-tune it and see if we can destroy it. Well, if you it. need a couple media guys to uh, take it off-road and really put it through its paces, uh, we're just <laughs> down the freeway. The we got a lot of that this, already today. It's I'm like, sure. No problem at all. But I'm looking forward to actually using it because that's what we do. My wife and I do it, and <laughs> we off-road too. And uh, we're going to we're gonna take it out and just refine it yeah. and just see what works and what doesn't. you got to know how the average person will really use it. Yeah. If you just design yeah. it in a lab and then send it out into the world, you'll come back and find that something that you thought had a very distinct purpose. Like, right. you can only use this one knob this one way. Right. Someone will find a way to twist the knob the wrong way. Exactly. You're like, what? And then you're like, oh. Well, and his name is Lightning. It's, uh, yeah. No, I'm pretty good about not breaking things. <laughs> But, but there's a lot of cool stuff like instead of doing a you know on a cabinet overhead door with the hinges that don't work and break off <laughs> we just and and the other jewelry you got to have on there is a molly panel right okay, if have you're molly. Over there. so yeah. we got molly plates that cover the front cabinet okay and they're fixed they're part of structure actually oh wow and so stuff like that to see how it works you know is the is the 12 volt ac really going to work or not yeah you know that kind of yeah, stuff do you, do you need more battery capacity or is the panel you yeah. know big enough yeah all that. and see how it tows and, and that kind of stuff but yeah the atlas uh, i think it's rated about like 7500 pounds yeah it's, it's got a decent so rating. it's not bad we we tricked that out pretty good we got uh, h&r suspension in that coil over and Firestone bags, and so it should handle. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good looking. Yeah, thank you. One of the one of the better looking atlases I think I've seen. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. My son's going to be happy when he gets that in a couple of years. So very nice. All right, <laughs> um, if people want to give you feedback or see the camper, I'm sure yes. at last uh, at Lance Camper on Instagram, and then you guys are also Lance Camper on Facebook and Lance Trailer on YouTube. Correct. And then how do they feedback or give you feedback and say? I saw this thing. I heard about it on the Truck Show podcast. Yep. How do you build it? Like, are, is there e email me at info at lancecamper.com. All right. So info at lancecamper.com. You'll actually get that. It's not an intern. We'll get it. I, well, no, my intern will get it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty. <laughs> no, yeah, but, so, uh, but no, we'd love to hear it. And we have surveys for everybody here just to tell us. And it's funny because I said, listen, we got we to gotta convince the bean counters to do it, right? Yeah, right. So tell us that you want it, how much you're willing to pay, and we'll build them. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, 
What, what, what do you think? What it's am I willing to pay, or what? What can I pay? Yeah. Uh, what do you guys? What do you guys think? I mean, you kind of know the market. You know, trailer market. You know, Overland trailers. What they're going for? They're expensive. So think of the. You know, you got the uh, full heater. It's got a Truma Combi heater. I got to think There's, something like this. I'm just shot in the dark. This yeah, yeah. is in the. 30s, right? I was going to say 28.5 to 32.5. Right. Um, yeah. That's going to be good. my yeah. sort of. I think you're going to be pretty close. Well, what are okay. you, oh, Bob, what are you feeling? I'm thinking it's going to be mid 30s. Okay. With, yeah. every, with everything. With everything. Sure. Because no, I'm sensing from what I'm seeing in the picture that there's going to be a lot of accessory add ons that will be optional. There will be, but I want to kind of keep it simple. So we're going to do a base and then probably one or two packages. Okay. okay. Not a whole so list one, of So one might be the solar package and one yep. might be the added capacity package with the rooftop 10 or something like that. Exactly. And then everything else has the exactly. same tanks, the same propane, and the same, yeah. you know, exactly. outfitting. I kind of like it when um, sometimes we get optioned. Um, Option fever, option. What is the term? When you just there's too many options, option right? Option overdose or whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, option yeah. overdose. Yeah. Paralysis. Yeah. Option yeah. paralysis. Yeah, where yeah. you just stare at the brochure and you go, I because I, 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 don't, I don't know, know what to. What, yeah. I don't know what to order. I'm not going to order anything. And I think if you look at the trend, you know, with Tesla and Hummer and all this kind of stuff, hey, we got the premium, we got the yeah. base, you know, simple. And our customers, quite honestly, they order about 90 percent of our uh, options as standard. We just don't build a lot of non-loaded product. Yeah, we're kind of upper end niche airstreams above us and then we're in our niche and everybody else is below so our 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 standard product runs 35 to 65 sure so so just, you're already playing in the premium space yeah it's anyway. going to be a premium camper yeah. no doubt about it you know there's plenty of guys that that build the low end stuff so. yeah. yeah yeah well why, why race to the bottom when you can you know differentiate yourself and but it's going to be worth it it's going to be built well, like the, a, the thing know. is is uh, going back to build quality yeah off-roading trailers is a horrible idea it is trailers do not like being i mean I cannot tell you the amount of trailers I have broken over the years. Yeah. Uh, damaged things. Pop- you, you have your toy hauler, and then you take it down a dirt road, and the cabinet is laying on top of your sand rail in oh, the yeah. back or something like that, Absolutely. right? Like it came off the wall. It's just, uh, honestly, there's not a lot of really well-built RVs these days. And to do it, it's going to be a lot of money to yeah. do it right. And, Seems like oh, yeah, toy haulers, I'll tell you what, how many, you know, trying to put the ramp back up and you got to push it on the sidewall to get a rack straight so you can close the ramp well you know when your when your ramp is a rectangle and your trailer body is a parallelogram (laughs) that's because you parked on uneven terrain that's not good i bought i I had a uh a a super c-class motorhome that i i purchased from a company not far from where you live all right and had some w's in the title yeah yeah and went out of business you did one of those huh i did one of those and um i how many w's Two. Two. Two W's. <laughs> know them very and I well. drove out there because I had an issue with it. I drove out there to the facility and I dropped it off and they gave me a tour. I thought, rad. Because I give tours at my where I work, my right. day job, and people yeah, yeah. love it. Yep. They give me a tour and I watched them cutting steel plate and such with hacksaws and with sawzalls with cardboard templates. And I go, and this is this is long after they you could buy a CNC yeah. router table yep. or a laser table. Like they weren't yeah. doing any of that stuff, right. and I'm like, that's why nothing fits right. And it's believe just me, all it, eyeball. I, you know, and I I respected the WW brand for years. Um, he did he did for he forged a, a trail that many people followed. Yeah, but, Mark did a great job, and he did some really cool. He, the bling is all about the bling, yeah. but then you take it down in some rough roads and stuff like that. So this one, we hope is going to last real well. But we're realistic. You say, listen, two tracks, great, not crawling yeah, yeah th- this know. isn't a pintle and you know taking it over rocks exactly. on a trail but yep. but you could get to your favorite fishing spot or camping spot you're going to Ocotillo Wells you're yeah. going down you know rough you go, roads you go you're to going Death Valley if you wanted to and be off 
off yeah. but you're not doing the Rubicon. Yeah. Fire roads are great, yeah. stuff like that, and it'll hold together great. So we're, we're really happy about it. So we just got to get in production. Is this some. based on an existing trailer platform that you guys have? It is not. So it's all, all new? Ground up new. Uh, young guy, um, Tyler Gates, I got to get a lot of credit to. 23-year-old guy, designed every piece of it on SolidWorks. Wow. Um, him and two other guys hand-built it together and did a hell of a job. So I mean, yeah. it looks like it's a production trailer, and yeah. I was just over in West Hall in the Overland uh, area and kind of perused it a little bit yeah and uh i i couldn't tell this prototype yeah no it's good so I, it's going to be easy to build uh build right so we're excited about it so i can't wait to get it out there and i want to use it myself so what's the number one last last question for you bob yeah yeah what is the number one the best seller at lance number one best seller is our travel trailer uh a 19 foot travel trailer oh, ultralight okay. travel trailer once the bed, the, the bed went north south instead east west. No one want, they want a walk around bed. Shortest trailer with a walk around bed. Ah. Number one seller. And pretty lightweight. Okay. I, I yeah, think yeah, that makes yeah. sense, right? Like yeah. that's a sorry, so uh, Lance recently seventeenth year win of the R V D A's prestigious and coveted uh, dealer satisfaction index quality circle award. Wow. Seventeen? I am impressed, dude. That's awesome. Seventeen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done your homework. Yeah, it, it, that's our dealer's CSI award for yeah. the manufacturers, yeah. and they they rate you on you know how you how your reps do on right. the sales yeah. side and the service sure. side, and we're pretty proud of that. We got some great reps that have been in the business a long time, and they know how to. They're a dealer partner. Yeah, they don't just try to jam product. They in, manage inventory right. They teach them how to market, how to pull yeah. it through. Yeah. Well, the worst is yeah. when they sell you something, yeah. and then there's no service on the back end. Yeah. And or they just don't stand so by, or they replace the shoddy part with another shoddy part that's going to break again, right, and you have no confidence right. in it, right? Yep. I, I think, you know, I, we're spoiled because we're in Southern California, so we're exposed to Lance a lot. Yeah. Now, you guys are a nationwide brand, but, are, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a lot more, you on know. On the West Coast. On yeah, the West Coast, sure. yeah. And Lance has always been, you know, a brand that, you know, your buddy's like, oh, I'm going to go pick up a Lance. Oh, that, that's a great camper. You it know, is. It has a good reputation. And that's why I went to work there. I mean, it's just uh, a great company. I was in motorsports, and. Actually worked with Fleetwood before that, but the quality of it, the image of it, our customers are phenomenal. But I'm excited about taking our average demographic age down with yeah, this product. Yeah, probably about 25 years. Hopefully 15. Yeah, <laughs> <You> yeah. <know>? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and I'm the other side of that. But, sure. but the um, dude, the dude that made it's 22. You said right? 23. 23. Yeah, 23? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't make enough to buy it yet. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Not yet. I shouldn't have said his name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be oh, embarrassed. Oh man. Yeah. No, he's gonna get recruited. But uh, don't yeah. hire him, people who are yeah, listening to the show. Don't hire no, him. No, he's a phenomenal kid. But um, yeah, we're passionate about it. We do it. You know, and that's our personally. So it's a pet project of mine that we're really excited about and uh, proud of it. Yeah. The last awesome. pet project I had was this uh, podcast. <laughs> there and you go. And look what it's still going strong. And we broke 200 episodes and here yeah, we are. We're still, here we are. We're still here. rocking. Yeah. So cool. All right. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys having me on. I really did. Yeah, well, thanks Fantastic. for coming by and making the trek out to the uh, the Central Hall and yeah. uh, hanging out with us. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, West Hall's awesome. Yeah, well, I, I, uh, we're going to go by. It's a hike. Oh, my God. It's a hike. It is but a you hike. can take the Tesla Hyperloop, which is it, so... It's sort of a scam because I thought it was going to be the the Hyperloop where you get in like the Hyperloop train. Driverless, right. right? Yeah. No, they're they're Tesla vehicles that drive you in a tunnel. But okay, fine. It's still faster than walking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> with a driver. With, with a driver. Which a is very nice man named Antonio in my case. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> there you go. Um, there you but, go. Uh, it's, it's the, uh, the expansion is pretty incredible and the hall is beautiful. It's great uh, to be back. Yeah. And it's great to be back at Siemens. See a yeah. lot of our friends that we've, we've missed over the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Very good. So, well, appreciate All it. All right. Again. Bob Rogers. Thank you. Lance Campers. 
Go go get one. Or actually, no, email him info at Lampgabbers <laughs> no. and make sure that he knows you want his uh, new Overland trailer. Oh, Absolutely. does it have a name? Enduro. The Enduro. Enduro. Oh, right. And again, oh, it's right here on his chest Enduro. pocket. Yeah. Because, again, it's on-road, off-road, you know, kind of I thing. I like it. And I love dual sport enduro motorcycles, so. I'm enduro gonna it a, is. I want to put an old retro enduro motorcycle on the front. What kind of bike do you ride? There we go. Uh, 1200 GS for a while. I got rid of that. And now I'm bikeless because my wife, I was going to get a, uh, look at a Harley of all things. And she goes, well, I don't want you to get another motorcycle. And, and I said, well, how about a plane? Because I started taking lessons. And she let me buy a plane. Well, then. So wait, I said, you know what? I will, I will give up the motorcycle <laughs> for the plane. Would so, you, okay, well, I have to know what you buy. Yeah. A Cessna 150, 1967. I mean, yeah. we, we, Ted Moncure over at Procom is a good friend of ours. He's a pilot. Yeah, yeah. And he bought a, a Piper a Cherokee 6 or something like yeah, that. Yep. Same vintage. And, uh, you know, he's got a, a Lancer, yeah. which I always tease him because he's, he's got the one with the small tail. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, dude, you worry. I'm scared every time you fly that thing. And he's like, no, the Piper's great. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the, you know, Toyota Camry of the sky. It's so. amazing, man. It's just, it's a great world. I'm a student pilot. I got like 70 hours. I'm going to do my awesome. check ride next month, but it's absolutely See? a great hobby. We were just talking about this in yesterday's episode. I know. Holman wants to get his pilot's, I want to get my pilot's, pilot's license. license. Like, if, yeah. if I become independently wealthy no, no, and I don't need this job, I'm going to go get my pilot's license. You get a Cessna 150 for 30 grand, and you know, it, less than most cars, right? I could uh, and, uh, sell my F100 and uh, get out of it clean into an airplane. Oh, yeah. Come on up to Foxfield and Lancaster. Great instructors up there. All right. And uh, I've yeah. got a couple of really good pilot friends that I keep kind of like, hey, take me out, take me out. So, so. fun, dude. You'd, lo- you'd absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. All right. My uh, next uh, pet project, the Airplane Show podcast, coming, we, coming to you guys. I will not be the co host of that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, right Bob. On. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, Ronnie, this is, a, this is a microphone right here. What you do is you speak into this. Are you this, familiar with podcast? And then it will, it will record. Say with me. Podcasting. Podcast. It podcasting. sounds like there's an A in it. Uh, pod. It's actually an O. Podcasting. Podcasting. Yeah. If we're, if we're going, can you do me a favor, Holman? You sure. Turn him down a little bit. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm not that loud. Thank you. Okay, now I realize, <laughs> now I realize what's going on here. Yeah. We've got a sandwich. We do have a Ronnie sandwich we going have, on uh, in the uh, <laughs> truck show podcast powered C-10 by Big Spoon. talk, truck talk, uh, so, power, so this is, power. This is day two of the SEMA show, mm-hmm. and you've been walking around for a day and a half now. Uh, anything worth checking out? We have not been able to leave the booth. We have been chained here like the uh, laborers that we are. Yes, the hairy beasts that you are. Although I did see lightning at his you know, truck or Lockjaw. Was his one former so, former yes. truck owner the dollar the yeah. dollar truck? Um, yep. I we did come up with a shirt name for or or a shirt uh, theme that Gail said uh, he said uh, laying frame is new to me. That's so funny. I said, that's a, wow. that's going to be a that's good a bumper sticker. Laying frame yeah, is yeah. new to me. Bumper sticker or obviously yeah, slap sticker right there. Anything you guys want to do, but no, I, I mean so far it's been absolutely. Uh, the audience might not believe it because hey, for so long we've told them, oh, you know, seem is not going to be, you know, and, and myself included. I didn't think it would be this busy. It's totally busy. It is busier than I thought. Because yep. a lot of talk, great companies. So still Ronnie, here. as we were getting, we were as insiders, we kept hearing about people like, oh, they're pulling out, they're pulling out, they're pulling out. No, I mean. Yeah, maybe 700 vendors pulled out. There's still 3,000 here, you know, or more. It feels like to me that it's like a normal uh, trade show, like a normal yeah. kind of busy, it's busy. Not, like a little it's not bit SEMA packed. busy, yes. but yeah. it's as busy as any other show you've ever been to, right? Totally. Like, if that makes sense. Like, people know SEMA has like a next level busy. They're not quite there, at least not where we were today. 
but there is tons of activity and people walking around. There's no shortage of, and honestly, I like it because I can actually move. And get pictures yeah. of uh, cool stuff and uh, talk to people, you'll have a little bit more time. So yeah, ultimately, you'd almost want it to be like this all the time. And I think if they could do more where, it, you know, I don't know, the gen pop wasn't so easily available to get in, but at the same time, it, it is what it is. Uh, SEMA is SEMA, it's a beast, it's amazing. There's so many cool builds and so many cool things to see. I want to get your take. Um, you and I spoke earlier about the build, but you know we're joking about the dollar truck that Holman here put down the dollar for. Did, and bought, I didn't give you credit for that, by the way. I appreciate that yeah. because and, and you named that story hasn't been told really outside of this podcast before. Yes, yes, we we know who paid for it, and we need to make sure. But the truck is, yeah, it's uh, you did it. I mean, I think that's the key. I think it's it's a there's a few different like kind of levels, right? So you you. You envisioned it, you bought the truck, then you envisioned it, and then you actually did it. And I don't think people realize that the amount of work in, energy. Uh, nine months. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I would, most of it in the last four weeks. Which is amazing because my truck has been there for four years. You guys definitely need, I need to have my Dr. Phil costume on when you two get going about <laughs> the trucks and whose truck. So let's go back to SEMA and some of the trucks you've got Wait, there. Wait, are you interviewing us now? No, oh, go okay. ahead. That's true. I'm like, that, are you taking over our podcast? <laughs> well, you guys see ten. No, no, because you asked me what I had seen, and then Lightning turned it back into the dollar truck. So I, I well, didn't, I wanted to say because does like to gravitate back well, no, toward but pain. You, you asked me, I didn't finish, so then I got. Oh, so let's go over here, Ronnie so, Sandwich. Yeah, because like, I feel like we have talked about the truck, and now there's a final, there's a culmination. Like it ended, like it's done. It's it doesn't run yet, but it will soon. But it's fully formed, and here it is. And I feel like you know we. We, we all talk about it internally, but we, uh, well, oh, we're taking a photo. Yeah, we're, we're taking a photo. Hold on, we're we got a photo time here. Photo time. <laughs> photo time. So here, Ronnie here's, will break your camera. Here's what I would say is you have climbed this mountain, right? And you're at the peak and you're yelling. Unfortunately, you don't see it. There's a few more little little peaks oh, that you have were, to go. They're, they're false peaks. Yeah, they're false peaks. So you, you are at this false peak right now because, like you said, it's not running. There's few things that still need to be done and addressed. Well, what he'll do now is that it's been in the show, it's in a, pic, it's in a poster, he'll lose interest and he'll just sit there and collect dust. And Ask me how he no, know. No, 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 I am. I gotta make sure that doesn't happen because this is more than just me riding on the line here. Well, I like, think, I think those that's dudes the dudes who were standing around us, they sweat blood, So you've got, that's even possible. You've got 10% still to go in my mind, just yeah, so you okay. know. Yeah. So 95, 90, 90, 95, you're right there. But that's the, I think that, I think that 10%. Are you talking about 2095? Is I that think the, the year it'll no, be completed? No, that's depressing. <laughs> oh, dude. I think that that's the, I think that's the, the hardest part is the, the last 10% when you, you just ran the quarter mile, you just ran a mile, you're doing your thing and you're right there and you're loving it. And then you get home and you're like, oh, I'm going to hang out and, and chill. And you know, it's football season. The weather's great. You're on TV or you're watching TV and you're loving it. And then you're like, I got to still drive to finish that. There's guys that that I know that they're so good at that last five and ten percent I am like you am not because my ADD kicks wait in a minute what do you mean else. I like you am not well you, you're assuming that I'm not gonna finish this now you're right based upon what my inside <laughs> source tells <laughs> I'm me just so you're right my inside source here. told me so I I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna push you I'm gonna send you some texts and be like dude keep going because I want to see it and like I said if you guys for the audience if you want to check out C10 talk we interviewed lightning and we interviewed Gail Banks we talked about, we, we can't wait to hear that thing rip, roar, smell it, see it, taste it, and do everything that you want to do. Just don't hold your breath. So wh let, let's do this. You know what I'll do? <laughs> what do you think? By the end of the year? I do think by the end of the year. All right, cool. Yes. All right. 
just so then you know be like I, i'm i'm gonna text you and be like dude let's go let's How's go it going? i told it going? you i'm yeah. gonna drive it down and get, let you take it for a dude some you're donuts. gonna drive it down to phoenix yes okay it's on the radio and gail banks hey, by oh, the way what i, a I feel i feel like that's study. very ambitious here's the thing that will stand on the way ronnie here's really what oh will boy stand this on the is way. where the excuses come in legitimately the same paralysis that happened with holman's truck is that it's not good enough to just get it running right and let it drive it's we got to put it on the dyno for a month, then we have to adjust the fueling system. And then I just hope nobody be, loses interest. That's all I'm saying. I know there's a lot of that that happens because we're we're a company full of engineers, right? Banks is is an engineering firm. Can I give you? Uh, can I? I'm going to give you. Uh, I'm going to give you a solution right so now. So as a marketing guy, I have to fight that. I'm going to give you a solution right okay, now. Okay, I'm ready. Ready? Are you ready? Truck show audience. LST is in February. It's in Texas. Get it done. I met you guys. I don't know if we met there, but yeah. we, we. That is a huge. Benchmark. So the reason why truck shows are so awesome is because, and the truck show podcast as well. No, but no, no. Truck I'm shows. Sh- I've are already so awesome. reserved a booth for LST. Okay, there you go. But that, what's great about that is that will push you to to drive and get it get it one hundred percent, ninety nine percent done by February twenty fifth and sixth and seventh in Conroe, Texas. Boom, lockjaw. Love it. Do it. I'm Make it drive happen. It there. Yeah. Because because. You've got Thanksgiving, you've got Christmas, you're going to come off of a SEMA. So you, like you talked about earlier, you've got the SEMA crunch. There should be like a SEMA lull, right? Where you, you come back down and now you're like, what do I got? I got so much to do. Well, now now you're going to get revitalized. You're going to get back after Christmas. Boom, finish it. I don't know. Let's see. We could, we could, let's see. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. So what else did you see at the show that we need to go look at? Because you've got you've had your feet on the ground for a day and a half, like you said. Um, are there? Are you looking at trucks? Are you looking at cars? I mean, we're surrounded right there. There's a McLaren. There's a Corvette. There's a, a Huracan over there, a Lamborghini. you got a, a Chevy Bel Air. you got a Nova uh, over here. Uh, we're surrounded by trucks uh, over here. Cab. Uh, you got a Bronco. So are you are you just blowing past exotics and blowing past you know modern, or are you going right to trucks? Or what are your what does Ronnie see when he comes to the SEMA show? Well, you when you started pointing all those cars out, I that's the first I saw them, and that's not even not, no BS. Like I just don't. I obviously I see the Shelby, that's old metal. I blow by a McLaren. I don't really pay attention to that, even though I think it's cool. They all start to kind of look the same to me, and I, I don't mean any insult to the guys who love those, and they walk by trucks. But I see trucks. I see big trucks. I see little trucks. I see fat trucks. I see wide body. I see four-wheel drives. I think the big thing that I'm seeing, I went over to West Hall. I see a ton of new Broncos. I mean, yeah, they're everywhere. That's, the, uh, the, you know, that's like the Jeep was back in, I don't know, 17 when they made the four-door, and that was everywhere. Um, just a lot of pure classic resto mod. Anything resto mod, you're seeing, you're seeing companies take rad metal and just make it as new as possible. Whether that, kind of like Lockjaw. I mean, you think about the drivetrain. You think about all the technologies that's out there. Horsepower. A lot of EV stuff. Not a lot, but more EV stuff. 2019 for me, which would be your more of your Chevy guy, is going to be the CK. There was six OBS trucks, 88 to 98. Mm. And what I'm seeing now is this is kind of more the EV stuff, where you're seeing the electrical vehicle stuff. There's a Bronco. There's a C10. There's a square body. So you're seeing more of the electrical. There's, a, there's another Bronco that I think about it. So there's a lot more electrical stuff that you're going to see come out, hybrid type stuff. And I don't know. It's kind of... Whether that's we'll the see. buzz or that's the thing, I we, I we need to get the salvage the savage guys on here. They're super cool. I ran into one. We're offloading our truck yeah. the other day. Super cool dudes and so funny because I we've been watching their channel, and because they're putting the Tesla in the Tesla motor in their square body. Yep. And I thought it was a cool cool deal. And they've had pretty meteoric rise on YouTube. They had 
put out a bunch of YouTube uh, content before, but with this particular truck, they're killing it. Yeah. And so I was hashtagging our Banks Built videos following the C20, and I was saying not a Tesla on ours, just to see, just to poke the bears, see if they would come back. And uh, I met them out here, and they're like, hey, we watch your videos. I was like, oh, that's so funny, because we're watching them, they're watching us, because just truck dudes, right? Rad dudes. It's super cool. We, Holman, we have to have those guys on here. Did Sign you ever up? see the C10 that they built that's you know, the same body style as your truck? Did you see what they built before the Tesla truck? Mm, I so he has a 63, so. so a 63 is the wraparound. Yes. And it's a long bed, and it's a step side, and it's a dual turbo truck. Yes, I did yeah. see that. So I watched that's him. Their, hey, that's yeah, he took it around the shop, and he, he ripped down the street. Yeah. yeah, I saw that video. Yeah, yeah okay. rad dude. Rad dude's, you know, the whole Mike. His name's Mike Rolelli. Mike Rolleri. Right? He's yeah, the shop right, owner, yeah. and then and then uh, he's got a whole crew there. It's just just kick-ass guys. So uh, a lot of a lot of restaurant stuff. I mean, you're seeing old metal. So I think what I think is that, and I don't I don't who, right, wrong, or different, but I think you're going to see guys want combustion motors and their classics, their cruisers, and the electrical stuff. It's like okay, maybe I want to go home and ri you know, drive my vehicle to work or, or whatever. I just I don't know. I don't know that that's. What do you guys think? I think that electrification in the aftermarket is going to be huge in the next five years. I think people are going to want their classics, and I think they're going to feel, society's going to make them feel self-conscious about having a loud V8, and they're going to say, but if I put an electric powertrain, I can have all the vibe of my classic and not tee off any of my neighbors. Without the sound. Without the sound. I mean, it's, there's going to be those people that think that's the greatest thing. It's no different than right now, a lot of the pure classics that are super expensive, that are stock, are one of the reasons they're getting expensive is everybody's going to rust modding. The next rust modding will be EV powertrain swaps, and you're going to start taking away. So as the original trucks dwindle even more, the rust mods are going to become EV mods, and you're going to see, I think, several fragmentations of our sport. You're going to have the bone stock original guy. You're going to have the rust mod rad, loud, VA, pro touring, whatever. And then you're going to have the guy that's going to be all about the electric powertrain and try and preserve this old metal in a modern way that makes them feel okay about doing it. And it hurts a little bit to admit that out loud, but well, I think that's what's going to happen. You know, I wonder, too, if you look at that and say the five-year mark, the fuel will be interesting because if, you know, I mean, we're not going to, go away from fossil fuels in the next 20 years. I think 20 years is probably a pretty good safe bet. So you look at it like five, 10 years, how much is fuel going to cost? So if they continue to put out more EV stuff, at what point are those combustion so guys? I, well, but hold on. So I thought about that. There's a couple of things that I know what you're saying. There's going to be less demand or there's going to be less supply. So prices are going to go up. But I don't know if I agree with you wholeheartedly on that because you still have heating oil. You still have to heat your home. You still have to do other things that aren't automotive related. You still have to have diesel fuel in, you know, uh, Caterpillar tractors and farm equipment and all that. EV is going to replace the bottom end of the car market. That's the commuters, the midsize sedans, and maybe some trucks. The rest of it is still going to have to be internal combustion. So I don't have as negative of an outlook like we're hosed, at least probably not in our lifetime or until they take the steering wheel out of our hands because we're, they're kicking us to the curb in a home. I think the demand for fuel is going to be there throughout our lives. Maybe harder to get, maybe tax more. I, I honestly think it's going to be more about them taxing you out of it than it's yeah. going to be them. The, the I, I agree. Man. They're going to tax. They're, they're and I, don't, I just think that, that it's something to consider because I think that it will get to a point where, like you said, your neighbor is guilting you into it. I think eventually people will be like, well, if I'm paying $10 a gallon 
then I need to maybe consider, and it might push more people, whether that's via tax, whether that's supply and demand, that that will also influence people when they're like, I don't want to spend $180 just to go for a truck ride yeah. when I, I'll just go and yeah. the price of EV is going to continue to come down. So eventually you'll see, potentially, I mean, who, what do we know? But that, that will be interesting to see what happens um, you know, in the next five to 10 years because it happens compoundingly, right? Your iPhone one, two, three, four, now you look at a 12, 13, you're just like blown away at what it yeah. can do. So it's happening so fast because yeah. we're moving so fast. So yeah. I, I think technology moves faster than even people know what to do with, and of course regulation. And so the knee-jerk reaction is, oh, that's happening fast. Let's penalize the people that aren't moving with it, right? And that's where the taxes come and they make it difficult. It's just like gun laws and ammo and things like that too, right? Like we'll take, tax the hell out of it, make it hard to get, and we'll make the gun laws confusing so you won't use a gun. We're going to do the same thing. I could see that happening with VA-powered vintage vehicles. And then what, the other question I have for guys like that, like us who own vintage iron, what happens when, and it's not gonna happen for a while for a number of reasons, we've talked about it on the show, but let's ignore all that, go back to previous episodes, listen to it, you, you know what I'm talking about. When autonomous cars take over the road, are we gonna get booted from the highway? Or are we gonna need a transponder that tells the autonomous car that there's a there's dumb a human, driver on yeah. the road? No, there's I'm human serious. In it, yeah. Like, what is it gonna take? What happens when the roadways go to the smart roadway system and we still like to drive? We still have the love of driving in these old vintage vehicles. What's that gonna look like? My prediction is that they'll have retrofittable, you know, that you can a do A transponder that. or something. Well, or and then I think uh, for all you guys with lots of money and Envision, uh, go buy up Route 66. And believe it or not, that'll become very popular again. Yep. And I think on your, your, you know, your interstates, your byways, your yep. I-11 to get to I Vegas. I think you're going to take side roads because that's where the pure joy of driving. It won't be, the autonomous route is going to be like a railway or an airplane. You're going to be able to go faster and take the steering wheel out of your hand and sleep while you're driving. And if you want to drive, you take the secondary roads and it's going to take you longer to get there because it's all about the joy of getting there. And I think they'll actually, you, we might be limited to Are only- Are we being futurists right now? Yes. I, I don't, think, I, what I it sounds to me is depressing and I don't think I got Ronnie Wedge from C10 Talk over here to be depressing. I, you know, it is kind of depressing, but I think that I think that Route 66 and the, if it, you know, a revitalization of these old, you know, nostalgic roads and we're driving on them. I don't know that that's necessarily depressing, but that is rad. I, I look at, I look at it like I'm going to drive 66 one of these years. I don't know how many, but I'm going to do Chicago to LA or LA to Chicago, whatever it is. I'm going to drive the whole thing. It's on my bucket list. I want to make it. Lightning said he's going to bring Lockjaw to Arizona. Just take 66. It will rattle you, it you, apart. You both, you both could get your, you know, something off your bucket list. Dude, I mean, I've been on portions of the 66 and it is freaking bumpy and choppy. And they I'm just going to take the TRX. It's going to take $18,000 of fuel to do it, but damn it, it'll be great. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's, let's talk about something not depressing. All what right. What talk about? I don't know. It's not. Uh, uh, about, okay, I got something barbecue. not I, I got something not Dr. depressing. Dr. Yeah, go. Besides, you know, I mean, this, I'm probably your number one guest at SEMA, but then you got a guy named Jay Leno. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, yesterday, uh, Jay Leno jumped in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, it so it rad. was super weird. He, he came said, looking for Gail. Where's Gail? And then he said, I need to take a picture. We, we, I told him a story of when I first met him. He humored me momentarily. And you probably heard it as my head was away from the microphone because lightning left all that in the show because it's rad. And then he said, take a picture of me in your booth so Gail knows I was here. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, get over here. And Jay Leno took a picture with us in the middle of an interview with Ted Moncure. Was he crazy tan or what? Like, he was <laughs> so tan. I don't, I I don't remember. I, I, I think I shook his hand. I don't remember. 
I don't I, know. Literally we're, remember we're taking to go a back of. to the video. No idea. Because there were there were thirty people out here. Yeah, we had an entourage. And they were all shooting video and I I don't have one. Yeah. I don't think. Do you have a photo? I have a photo of oh, us. You do? Yeah, I posted it today. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. it's online. Yeah, yeah, it's online. Oh, God bless that's, you. That's but, but the we, thing is like, I don't, we all knew. It happens like, so fast guys. and his security guy's like, No, we got a plane to catch. Move on, Jay, you can't stay here. And I was sitting here and I you know it reminded me of me being your handler. Hey, wait a minute. Hold on a <laughs> very, second. Very similar. Stop. Jay, we got to go. I feel like, like, I'm, your go. I feel like I'm at your handler. <laughs> Jay Leno has a plane to catch. Do you understand? He owns the plane, right? Gail's been on Listen, his plane. They said we got a flight to catch. So That's that was all, all BS. Uh, well, maybe. I don't know. But you guys had him in your He was in, in our booth. booth. We had pictures. Right, yeah, right where you are. Yeah, You're yeah. standing he on should, Jay Leno. Yeah, he should feel yeah. honored that he was yeah. here. He preceded me. I'm joking for the audience. It was amazing. I've met Jay Leno three or four times in the course of my 20 years doing this stuff. And could not be a nicer human being. Uh, could not be more gracious the times I've met him. I had a chance to hop in a steam car with him where he drove up Burbank Boulevard. He's a funny guy in person. He's What you see on Jay Leno's garage is really that's how Jay is he's in so real life. He's so passionate about cars yeah. and, and he, trucks. And he's down to earth. And, and he and his wife, they, they don't have any kids. And he's, I, I believe that, you know, there's uh, some of uh, uh, Jay Leno's foundation, I guess, is where his wealth will be left when, you know, he's gone. But... The cars will be preserved, and and if you've ever had a chance to go to Burbank to his um, place, sometimes they give tours, but usually Jay's not there. I got a personalized tour with Jay Leno leading the tour when I went there. Wow, which was uh, incredible, and it's it's honestly it's one of the highlights of my career uh, being able to have that experience. So. To switch it back to me being the host, uh, what, what when you went through this tour, uh-huh. what, what give me one vehicle that you would want if you could have one of Jay's McLaren F1. That was fast. It's like you uh, already no, knew that. I already yeah, knew that. It's so fast. It's 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 so rad. It's a three seater. You sit in the middle, and two people sit on either side. It was one of the first mega supercars. Meaning the driver sits in the middle, driver's yeah. center and of then, the car. Okay. And it's a three seater, so you take two of your friends instead of just one of your friends. Even better. You, got, you need to go on YouTube yeah. and uh, look up Elon Musk mm-hmm. McLaren F1, and look at his. Look, he's probably twenty three years old. Already had millions of dollars to this point. I don't. I think it was just pre-pay. I think it was pre-PayPal or in the midst, very early days. He's got a, a female friend with him. He's got some crazy bouffant hair. And she's very, very proud of him, right? And he's taking possession of his McLaren F1. And it's coming out of a, you know, a, 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 a transport truck. And it's just the weirdest, most awkward video about a super wealthy young guy with a, with a, with a, with a hanger on her and a McLaren. Yeah. He's, it's like this weird, it's so awkward to watch. And like, you have an awesome car that you'll never appreciate and a woman that wants you for your money. Like, it's so, so clear. And you're like, oh my God. And now he's now he's cooler than he used to be. Just, you gotta, you do gotta. You know, uh, do you know who Pat McAfee is? He's richer is? than he used to be. Do you listen to Pat McAfee? Do you know who that no. is? Pat McAfee? He's a punter, a uh, retired punter that was for the Indianapolis Colts. And he owns, he uh, hosts his own pod, YouTube, very successful. Uh, pretty much every day talks in you know NFL. But he he uh, he says, hey, I look at the aliens of the world and what they're doing. And he talks a lot about Elon Musk being an alien. Yeah, and he's lizard like, man. He does some of the weirdest <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he's just, he's weird. Here, let me bring it back to you, uh, Jay Leno not being weird. One of the stories that he'll tell you if you go on a tour he has this like 1890s electric vehicle. So of course at the turn of the century, there were basically three or four fuels competing with each other. It was steam, it was gasoline slash diesel, and it was electric. And EVs were a thing back then. And 
EVs ultimately lost out because of battery density and the same problems we have today with range and things like that, right? And gasoline one, but he has this thing. It looks like uh, Cinderella's carriage. I think it's uh, black though. Uh, but instead of horses pulling it, it's a EV, I believe it has a tiller on it, is how you steer the wheels. And he's, his wife Mavis, he said that every Christmas, that's what they take to go look at Christmas lights. They take their old 1800s electric chariot it's a awesome that he and uses drive it. it. Yeah, he, but he uses every car there runs. Everything runs there. Yeah, you know that's just a, it's just an amazing place. Amazing, experience. awesome to see him today. We, we've joked about getting him on the show, so I guess we officially did. We can cross that off the Truck Show podcast bucket list. But even more importantly, we can cross Ronnie Wetch in person in our SEMA studio off the Truck Show podcast. And before you list. got here, we we did a little. I guess parody. Yeah, right? it was parody. Yeah. You'll have to check it out. Yeah, it'll be on their uh, social. For the audience, I'm, I'm talking to Lightning because before before Lightning was in his office doing some paperwork. Yeah, he's downloading uh, a big file, if you know what we, I mean. We, uh, <laughs> I took over their, their booth and said that it was the C10 Talk uh, booth, which it's not. But uh, it's pretty awesome that you guys are here. I Clearly think it's, lies. It's, uh, it's, yeah, all lies. <laughs> Speaking of guys to interview, we got John Oro and Johnny G. I saw, I saw 562 Long Beach area code oh, pop up. I think that's John Oro. It's calling him right he, now trying to figure out where his ass is. He's my handler. He's my handler. He's so, telling you it's time for dinner. No, no, or beers. Beers and dinner. Beers and, well, it's both? time for beers and dinner for me. So yeah. uh, okay. I've got the long walk across the street. and yeah, my blood uh, sugar going down. Yeah, right. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. the same way. So time for to the, eat, boys. It's, it's getting late. I have a, uh, I have a dinner date uh, with the folks at Multimatic taking me to Lowry's this oh evening. Oh, my Lord. Do you know what I'm going to be doing? Uh, podcast. Editing this. Thanks, Ronnie. Trolley, trolley, trolley. All right, get out of here. Always, always a good time. Right. Thank you, guys. Peace. I'm eating a hot dog because it's the first thing I've eaten all day. So, <laughs> hey, yeah. so uh, for those of you uh, tuning in to the Truck Show podcast, Holman is eating a, a foot-long hot dog. It's yeah. now about uh, yeah. six inches left. What you guys don't know is we eat <clears throat> oh, the mustard. It got me in the <laughs> windpipe. Um, anyway, so I was gone doing SEMA panels and moderating and stuff. Yeah. And when I came back, well, I haven't eaten since 6, and it's like late in the afternoon. Uh, you didn't have the board working, and uh, Ronnie from C10 Talk put stickers all over our booth. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. He littered C10 stickers everywhere. I, I'm going to move those. It's a weak sauce. Why did you do that? I mean, it's awesome. I wish I knew. Well, he's not good enough to have a booth, so. No, he doesn't have him. a booth. Screw that guy. Yeah. Yeah, screw you, Ronnie. No, we love Ronnie. And also Ken Farley. I'll wait till you finished your hot dog. Should well, I, I just introduce our guest? Yes, and I'm going to do this. He's a listener, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Bradley, step up to the microphone and yeah, and, and uh, first tell us who you are and what you do and why you're here. Uh, so my name is Brad Coron. I'm uh, better known as Jeep and Bubba, uh, and I own a company called Black Bear Off Road. We build mostly Jeeps. We do some trucks, off road trailers, uh, adventure rigs, basically. How are you at cooking hot dogs? Uh, ten out of ten, actually. This ten is, out of ten. This is yeah. a convention center hot dog. It's about a seven. That, Maybe a solid six. That's five. a crock pot hot dog right there. We'd get you on the grill for sure. Yeah, yeah. there's there's not much taste. It's uh, just a lot of lot of moisture. It was on the rollers. Oh no, yeah, hot dog rollers. <laughs> yeah, that's the first meal of the day, isn't it? It is the first <clears throat> meal of the day. Look, I haven't had. I haven't even been drinking. I'm like dehydrated. I can't eat hot dogs. It's horrible. Don't worry, we're not going to waste a whole interview talking about hot dogs and Holman's eating habits. It's not going to, don't, don't worry about that. I, we're, I'm just trying to express how, how manic this entire experience has been for us. Sure. It's funny because two years ago we were here and it was super chill. Um, we, everything was mellow and guests were coming through and it was organized. And this year it's just manic with no sleep. We're destroyed. How are you feeling? How's the show been for you so far, uh, Brad? We're better today. 
So we flew in from Atlanta Monday night at 11 p.m. Oh damn! Yep, and we still had to hit the strip. So we had a we had a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it is a requirement. I think it's in, uh, in the uh, bylaws of Las Vegas. Yep, when you hit when you hit the ground, you got to get hit the strip. So um, and where'd you go? Uh, we went and found Chinese food in a casino. And uh, <laughs> well, wait a minute, that doesn't sound like hitting the strip. Hold on, if well, you had yeah. hit a strip club or something, that <laughs> would have been okay. But hitting a Chinese restaurant, or Chinese food yeah. in a strip club would have been fine. Uh, that's fine a, too. A Chinese strip club. I mean, sure, I mean, maybe, why not? Sure, but you're whatever. in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I did bring my wife on this trip. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. They say don't bring sand to the beach. But That's not know. true. I can tell you that. that is, no, you I, get more, in I Las Vegas, you get more attention at the adult clubs with, with your wife. Okay. That's correct. Yeah. I can see look on your wife's face. She yeah. is more tolerant than she has any right to be. That's right. Yeah. Oh, she's uh, turning. She's turning bright red. The way the way too. I know that is because my wife is the same way. Oh yeah. 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 Wait. Puts it with a lot. This is your wife right here. That's my wife right there. Yeah. <laughs> Why is she so hot and you're such a mutt? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it worked out, honestly. I mean, you married up, Dude, clearly. High yeah. five, right yeah, there. <laughs> high five. Okay, yeah. let's talk about Black Bear. Yeah. Um, so I actually worked in the aftermarket industry for a while, worked as a mechanic for a while, and uh, you can't hear me again? Okay. <laughs> Good stage direction <laughs> from her wife. She's like, speak up, stand up straight. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I uh, worked in the industry for quite a while, always knew I wanted to open my own shop, and uh, I was actually working for a company in Michigan, that's where I met Ken Farley, and uh, found out we were pregnant having our first kid after a few years of trying, and so the wife said, we're moving back home. Oh, by the way, smart man, he says, we, we were we. pregnant, right, not, right, not yeah, she right. was pregnant, yeah. it was we were pregnant. <laughs> that's funny. Did it hurt when you have <laughs> the child? My uh, wife is, uh, <laughs> my wife's Hispanic, dark eyes, dark hair, and we have a blonde haired, blue eyed little girl, and she's like, I did all the work. And she doesn't look anything like me. And I look at her, I'm like, you didn't do all the work. And then that's, that's usually when I get punched, right oh. about then. So when we were having our first kid, uh, right when she was having, like, I, I don't, I, maybe the water broke. I said, you right now know how I feel when I have the flu at this moment. I hope she stabbed oh, you. no. I hope, I hope she stabbed you. I think she broke my hand. I, <laughs> she's going to because you just retold this, pu- this story publicly. You, now you know how I feel when I have the flu? Yeah. What a douche you were wow. at that moment. Worst guess ever on the show. The man flu is a real thing. It's it's awful. It is awful. It but, is awful. But I will never compare that to childbirth. So you you launch, you, you hated what you were doing and you launch yeah. Well, Black Bear. I enjoyed what I was doing, but we were Michigan. We had no family, no support system up there. And so she's like, let's move back to Georgia. And I said, if we're doing that, I'm going to open my own shop, Black Bear Off-Road. So uh, that was four years ago. And um, we've really been, it's been crazy. So we started out e-commerce only. And uh, two years ago, two weeks before pandemic hit, we opened up a retail shop. Well, that was smart. Great timing. <laughs> yeah, I had no but idea. Who could have known? Yeah, but we were essential, right? Everybody has to get a lift kit. Yeah, on their absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down with that. Yeah, but no, a repair shops get. In, I yeah. see it right here on your shirt. It says ASC, ASC certified, certified yeah. automobile yeah. technician. And he's got an American flag on the other That's side. That's right. So, America. so you got to stay open. Yeah, we got to stay open. And you probably did pretty well. Yeah, it was it was great because everyone were you required to do at least one oil change a month just to be essential? Um, no, not I mean, (laughs) nobody in my town really cares. (laughs) We don't even have emissions regulations. I want to come live in your town. (laughs) Buford, Georgia, come on down. All right, Buford, Georgia. (laughs) I heard they have good barbecue there. They do. Yeah. Actually, we have barbecue at the shop once oh, a year. Oh, dear, dear God. No, he, we spent all of yesterday talking about barbecue. Oh, so good. Okay, I know, I know. Well, you just had a hot dog. We just stop it with oh, the food. Let's yeah. get on. I want to find out. First thing I've eaten all day. I'm so <laughs> you open the shop, and yeah. what is your specialty at Black Bear? So Jeeps, um, and that's just because of my own personal 
passion. I'm just I love Jeeps, and that's what we do. I own a bunch of them. And uh, see, that surprised me because I look at you and see a diesel guy. Yep. Right. <laughs> well, actually, I was an import guy. I had a Miata for quite a bit. What? Because yeah. you're blowing <laughs> my mind you right now. You could totally see him in a Miata, right? <laughs> yeah, Wait absolutely. a minute. Please yeah. tell me that your eyes were above the windshield header. Oh yeah. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. You don't have skinny jeans. No. You're not wearing a cardigan, and you've got a giant. <laughs> you beard. got a better beard yeah. than me. What yeah. is happening? Although here? I just got a beard trim, so <laughs> try to look respectable. And I'm a large individual, so yeah. No, I loved it. And at the time, my wife did the Miata love it. Uh, See, she well, fits in the Miata. You don't. Uh, you know, I just dialed the coilovers in pretty good. You know? <laughs> Only on the one side. Yeah. yeah. But at that time, she was the one driving the truck. She had a Dodge Dakota. We I should have her on the show. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of talking to you, Bradley. <laughs> well, yeah, I understand. <laughs> and and so you go from Miatas to Jeeps, and then and that becomes your specialty at Black Bear. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, I, I had a, a truck at the time. I had a Nissan 720. Nice. Blew, blew the motor. And not a friend nice. Of, not nice. <laughs> and a friend of mine had a Cherokee, a two-door Cherokee, and uh, he wanted a couple hundred bucks for it, and that got me into Jeeps. I was hooked from that moment on. So yeah, Jeeps became my specialty, And uh, but we do trucks as well. We do a lot of trucks. In fact, I have a Jeep truck. I got an 88 Jeep Comanche. So uh, that is a, that, well, it's an MJ. It's an yeah. XJ truck. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 1988, 4.0, uh, 5-speed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm confused because you said you launched as a um, an e-com spot, right? We did. Yeah. So Black Bear, what were you selling on the website, and then and then how did that transition into the brick and mortar? So one thing I knew is I didn't have the money for rent for a shop right off the bat. So I figured I could build my brand by selling parts. And so drop shipping. Drop shipping, selling parts local, um, and then we were doing builds basically in our driveway, um, and that's how we were getting our name out there, building our brand. So. Um, my family actually has a landscape business. So during the day, I would landscape, and at home, I'd be fulfilling orders and building stuff. Dude, my that's driveway. my man. That's an entrepreneur and then, right there. What did awesome. you do for your wife to help out around the house? <laughs> I, I only deal with stuff outside. So oh, is that the deal? I, I cut the division grass. of labor. Got Although, it. I will admit, she had to cut the grass right before we left. I was like, <laughs> text her, can you please cut the grass? Dude, we, my wife does. She loves me. I the went lawn. to your house the other day to drop off the podcast. Was she mowing the lawn? She was watering the lawn after mowing it. Yeah. Yeah. And we have sprinklers. I have no idea what she does that. Yeah, she's just, out there watering the lawn. It's just cathartic. I'm like, honey, we have sprinklers on a timer. Yeah. If you want it watered more, just adjust the timer. She's like, no, I like standing out here. I'm like, you need a job. <laughs> you need a job. Yeah. It's like, what's up with that? All right, so you're you're, you're hawking your wares, any yep. per, just other random brands, Yep. and then you end up opening this shop, mm -hmm. and, and what's the forte? Like, where, where does the story end, where you're the king of what domain? Uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, we'll... Well, we have three other off-road shops in our town, so it'd be you know great to be the biggest and the best at some point. But okay. for us, we're a little bit different. Um, a lot of the guys local are doing, like the dealer lifts. They do a lot of like stuff like that. Where we do the the Jeep nights, like you know once a month Jeep night. We do trail rides. We do trail cleanups. It's like we put out content in the media. So we're to me like we're creating a community. And then we service a lot of that community local. That's kind of a more of old school feel, honestly, yeah. to our shop. So how did you become Jeep and Bubba? Um, that, yeah, so I was working for Nitro Gear and Axle, and Instagram was getting popular, and I was doing outside sales, and I was at a Jeep event, and my whole life I've been Bubba. So my sister calls me Bubba, grandma, family, if you went to my house for Thanksgiving. Wife you calls you Bubba? That's the only one. Or does she call it. you Bradley with your middle Bradley. name mixed in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at that look over there, I knew she yeah. used your full name. So uh, I had to come up with an Instagram handle. 
I'm jeeping. I'm Bubba. So I put the two together. That's really smart of you. Yeah. Very insightful. <laughs> <laughs> not every not everybody can. You know. Also, this one over here, yep. LBC Lightning. He yep. lives in Long Beach, and he's Lightning. Oh, it was another guy who was able yeah. to put two things together for an Instagram yeah. handle. Mm -hmm. Yep, two peas in a pod over here. <laughs> Coleman, how, do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, it's great. It's our great. wives take care of our yards, and, and <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh my, my you're wife. The, you're the loser here. No, with no, 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 silly no, no. Nickname I got a no way better. Yard service. My no, my wife makes way more money than me, mm -hmm. and she hires the gardener. Well, that's even better. Oh, you win. Yeah, you win. You win. Okay, so you've got this community going down there in yep. Beaufort, Georgia, and sure. you become, that's the king of your domain now. So yep. you guys are the, the tastemakers, right? The influencers in your area. Yep. What parts are you choosing? What are you promoting? Obviously, you said you work for, um, not Yukon, which one? Nitro. I work for Nitro, Nitro. Gear and Axel, Nitro. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so I, when I was in Michigan, I worked for a company called JCR Off-Road. Uh, they're also known as Victory 4x4, so JCR is just Jeep bumpers, Victories like your Toyota stuff. Um, they're even getting into like doing racks for like big uh, expedition vans and stuff like that. So I worked for them. So we sold a lot of that right off the bat. I had good relationships, good profit margins, that kind of thing. Um, we've expanded. I mean, that's one of the big reasons we go to SEMA is like to develop those relationships with people and products that we use quite a bit. So Are you here because you are going to start a new podcast and you're just trying to see what it would take. Uh, well, I do have a Jeep and Bubba podcast, actually. But oh, it's God damn it. See, so he it. came to steal from us. <laughs> Spy. Uh, the mole. It's probably. Now, wait, hold on. You can take over our podcast if we can have the wife. No, uh, that would be That's no? inappropriate, Lightning. <laughs> okay, sorry. Very sorry. inappropriate. <laughs> Besides my kids and her, that's the only thing that's not for sale. Oh, okay. You can have my dog or, you know, I don't my want truck. Your dog. What about, what what about borrowing? He's a great dog. <laughs> <laughs> So of the of the parts that you're installing right now, yep. what is your go-to brand for, like a lift kit, for example, on a JL? Sure. Um, we really like JKS. Um, so the BDS brand owned by Fox. We do Fox Shocks. Fox has got a, a facility 15 minutes from us. Oh, so that we makes like it easy. That. It's really nice. Um, but, there's a, but we go through a lot of different stuff. Terraflex is a good one for us as well. Um, Terraflex is huge. Yeah. So it, it's right now, honestly, though, it's what we can get. You know what's available. Supply chain issues have how how big a damper has that put on the business? I mean, because every from what I'd hear, like if you want wheels, custom wheels, well, especially the brick and mortar, you're, you're twenty like, months yeah. out. You know, or twenty weeks, I should say. Yeah. So tires were our biggest problem. Um, Toyo Nitto way back ordered. Yeah. Way BFGs back ordered too. Uh, so tires were the hardest thing, yep. and uh, at times it was six to eight weeks, sometimes longer. We just had a, a lift kit show up that we've been waiting for since March. Oh so my gosh! Oh. That was a, a rock car, and it was missing that one bolt that you can't get anywhere else, right? Well, I don't know because we were halfway through when we left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you're gonna be yeah. like, oh, what step was I at? We just cut all the brackets off the rear axle. And all that's right, it. So that's where we left. All right, well, that's a good, that's a good breaking off point. <laughs> um, but thankfully for us, we've we've been so busy and we're kind of we're growing faster than we can like hire people and grow up. Well, that's so good. We've been able good to have. you know schedule people out a little bit. So so is the shop closed while you're at SEMA? It is, yeah. Wow. So my mechanic, my two guys that work for me are right in front of us. Wow! And this What's up, was guys? this was uh, kind of their year-end bonus. They're not getting a bonus this year. <laughs> do you know? Do you know that guy right there? I don't think so. Okay. That's Jordan. He yeah. owns Daytona Truck Meet. Oh, you nice. should know him. Heard of that? I've been to Jeep Beach, so I haven't done the truck one. So. Okay. Yeah, you didn't come to truck meet right there. Says. I love the trashery of Daytona. I grew up going down there. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> he's waving you off. Don't say that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the appeal of Daytona. <laughs> Go to Aunt Catfish, and that's it. That's a good place. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I know about Aunt Catfish. All right, you guys, <laughs> we're doing a podcast right Come here. Come on, you're talking to a guy. He's off mic. No one can hear him. Oh, this whole day two yeah, is Day two is awful. This yeah. is, we well, it started our, off strong because we had Mark Trossel from, uh, from Mopar here. 
And I saw Jay Leno. We, we, Jay Leno stopped by. Like, what's up with that? And then today, we just hitting rock bottom. No, with Bubba over here. You got a Bubba. That was. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're awesome. All right. What can Appreciate you uh, offer us if we show up in uh, in Georgia? Well, there's always beer in my fridge. No, oh, that's good. That's automotive wise. Oh, okay. Uh, beer too. Okay. So yeah, if someone shows up, I mean, our main thing is we're outfitting you to go out and adventure. So like, my favorite thing to do is sit down with someone and figure out what they actually want to do with their vehicle. If they just want to go to the mall, that's great. We'll build you up for a nice crawler. comfortable ride. Yep. If you want to go rock crawl, overland, whatever, that's what we're there for. To just we literally we can do anything to a vehicle, and that's what we like to do. And um, and recently we started doing off road trailers, so we're getting that overland market, which is exploding. Is that as big pandemic. on the East Coast and Southeast as it is out here? It's or? not, but it's growing yeah. astronomically. In Georgia, we actually have, there's a guy that painstakingly did something called the Georgia Traverse. Uh-huh. So it's one side of Georgia to the other, awesome. North Georgia. It's four days. We all did it this spring. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, How many miles? Uh, it's 590, oh, almost that's awesome. What a great yeah. trail. So it starts South Carolina and goes to Alabama. And Rad. it's all through you know Blue Ridge Mountain. Yeah, yeah, area, yeah. So. Oh, Blue Ridge is amazing. Yeah. You know and what? I'm going to add that to my bucket list of uh, Overland Trails. Georgia Traverse. Do. Let's Another do place it. you're going to go without me? I, I didn't say that. Out loud. <laughs> we have extra Jeeps, oh, okay. so if you know. You do not want lightning driving your Jeep. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've what? never crashed a Jeep. I, who said anything about crashing? Well, then what, what were you inferring then? I didn't infer anything. You said you just don't want him driving anything that you own. That's all. <laughs> nothing to do with you crashing anything. It, it's farts, but anyway, it's other things. <laughs> Offended. <laughs> you should be. Okay, so uh, thanks for stopping by. Okay. I mean, what? <laughs> so, Black Bear. Yeah. What's the future? Um, so, a cool thing about Black Bear, for me at least, is it, it, I get to live my passion. So, like, I am into the Jeep thing. I really like doing content as well. So, like, we like building stuff and going and taking it wheeling. We just did a, a trip out to Arizona for two weeks. And, like, so going out, to me, I, I like to get to a point where we're building stuff. The guys in front of me are running the show. And I'm able to wheel a little bit here and there, make the content, do that kind of thing. So one feeds the other. You get to you get to build stuff, and then you get to go out and film it. And it's like people see us doing that, doing the content, building the community, and that creates more business. All right. So, more importantly, yeah. how did you find the Truck Show Podcast, and when did you start listening? Okay. So for Truck Show Podcasts, um, I like to listen to podcasts when I work. I need to zone out. Like sure. Not, yeah. That white noise in the background. So, so we're the white exactly. Noise. We're just like blah 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 blah. Are so we the I, teacher on the peanuts? <laughs> Sometimes accidentally. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> no. So what I was doing, I, I would search people that I like. So I was looking up Finnegan. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. you guys had three interviews yeah. with Finnegan. So that started the Truck Show oh. podcast for me. But I'll tell you why I stayed. All right. It was for the jingles, wasn't it? I do like the jingles. <laughs> it's the truck news, actually. Mostly. So oh, wow. I, I, I see Jeep stuff every day. Yeah. And I'm like in that. I know everything yeah. in the note. I don't hear all the truck stuff. Oh, okay. you know. Yeah. I, we, and we do lift trucks and we build trucks. Sure. And so I like I learn stuff when I'm listening to it, and especially about new models coming out and stuff like that. It's hard so. to keep up with. And you guys have Even the interviews with the big guys. So yeah. we get to hear of new stuff coming out. Um, I, didn't, I wouldn't have even thought about the Frontier. And I've been digging that. We've been Dude, looking it's at rad. It. It did you see really it over in the uh, in the West Hall? We saw, yes, we did. And then I think yeah, over the, the Nismo booth. And they had the yeah. Tundra as well. So oh yeah, the new Tundra's over there as well. Yeah, looks great. Dude, it's um, awesome. Yeah, and the colors. I like the greens. Like that the, could yeah. be the that Pro could, 4X with the Dude, green. Dude, Bubba, that could be a big profit center for you. I mean, yeah. if you own one of those burgeoning markets, if yeah. you, like we're going deep on just really school yourselves on a you know on the frontier, you'll own it in that area. Yeah. I don't mind being trucking Bubba. That would be fine. Trucking Bubba second good Instagram. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, for sure. Well, dude, thanks for listening. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks I for coming it. to hang out with us. Yeah, it's great. All right. Hope well, you guys don't wear yourself out too much. 
I, don't, I mean, likely. Maybe more than hot dogs? We, I so think Friday's going to be hard. We, we <laughs> bit off more than we could chew. Yeah, like, in did. all honesty, we bit off more than we could chew. Cause yeah, for sure. We launched a truck. Holman's I saw the truck. looks great. Oh, you did? Thank yeah, you. we went by. Okay, thank you for yeah. that. It was a lot of work. No sleep. And yeah. Holman over here said they, they sent him a list of which um, panels, like professional panels with all these execs and stuff, which ones do you want to host? And well, he some ma- of them were mine because I, I suggested him. Right. He said, well, do you, do you want to host them too? And I was like, uh, The problem okay. is they sent him a form, Bubba, yeah. and he was supposed to check mark the ones he wanted, and he fell asleep and crossed all of them, <laughs> put a line through all of them, so they signed him up for yeah. every panel. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I had to do uh, uh, some interviews today in the Motor Trend Studio booth and host some stuff, and then the, the SEMA panels, and then I realized, oh, dude, it's the end of the day. It's, it's 4 o'clock. And I went, yeah. Oh, I still have another hour and a half of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> we, so we I, play, I played my a, Wednesday card wrong. We have the happy hour at the Wheels and Tire area today, so that's I'm done here, and we get to go to happy hour. Uh, so all right, we're well, jealous. well, have a beer for us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll, we we'll be cheers. Si- we'll be sitting here with uh, Gail Banks and some others well, doing cool. interviews. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, thanks, right. guys. Well, have a beer for us, please. We will. Thanks. And and by the way, congratulations on the success. Appreciate Honestly, it. I, I, we you know by listening to the show, yeah. we love entrepreneurs, and we're we also Yahoos in person yeah. and both on the yeah. podcast. No, we're we're rejects. You know what I mean? But sure. We love when guys are willing to hang it out and follow their dream, which is what you're doing. Which we don't do. We our dream is this. Right? No, Did it end well, here? Good. Do, have, a dream. do you have other dreams? This is a wet fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, thanks for bringing your wife for support because uh, her facial expressions toward you uh, yeah, were no. priceless. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And we really enjoy listening to the, the podcast. It, yeah. I'll try to make a not white noise. I'll really dial it in and listen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we already said goodbye. You don't need to make okay. this awkward. All right. All right. I got you. <laughs> thanks, guys. Holman, we've got another guest already in our uh, studio here, presented, uh, powered by Banks. You want to do that again? Yeah, let's do this again. No, I'm not, I'm not even going to edit this out. I just, It is what it is. You know what I mean? Churchill Podcast, uh, live at the SEMA Show 2021, powered by Banks. Banks Power uh, proudly gave us this booth. Thank in, you, uh, Mr. Gail Banks. Yes, that was uh, that's my plug. All right, great. Let's launch into our next guest. All right, so uh, Lance Gillis, is that how you pronounce it? Gillies, close enough. Gillies, okay. Thank you. Uh, you are the owner, designer, head guy in charge at Earth Cruiser. That is correct, Chief Floor Sweeper. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, the CF, you're in the C-suite, Chief uh, Bingo. Floor Sweeper. Got no, it. You got it, absolutely. So I've been following your stuff for years and years and years. Oh, you mate, build. You need a hobby. I do, I do. Uh, <laughs> it does sound pathetic, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I've been looking at Lance. You built something neat that I'll never own. <laughs> you uh, have been building amazing... Aspirational ex- vehicles. Not, not even aspirational. Global quality expedition vehicles. That's what we do. Unbelievable things that literally you have customers who travel the entire world. It is, it is overlanding on an expedition level. Yeah, well, isn't that what... Well, anyway, um, overlanding doesn't always mean overseas, but right. for, for us it does. Sure. Yeah. Uh, or we call it car camping here in... Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. come on, be fair, be fair. <laughs> All right, so you were probably one of the first players in the U.S. market to bring these kind of global large expedition vehicles. Uh, perhaps. I mean, uh, there's uh, only a handful perhaps. of you guys that really started in that e- industry. E- exactly right. I mean, you know, the story short, we've, with Cruiser, where it started, uh, yeah. m- uh, my wife and I, Michelle, you know, we love to travel. We actually met in a Malaysian jungle, right? So we're, the, we're, we're those wait, people. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You yeah. have to stop and explain that. Well, we, how did you just meet in a Malaysian jungle? Uh, it, and, it, and you're from, the, the company's in Bend, Oregon, which clearly right. your accent is from. So where's your wife from? Uh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Um, uh, my wife's American. Okay. All right. So, so anyway, yeah, so we're both, you know, we're in actually competing teams um, in a fairly extreme off-road event uh, in Malaysia, which was uh, 
basically had to winch yourself across rivers and jungles and all that sort of stuff awesome. and clearly we're those kind of people so um, we love vi- tra- uh, traveling by vehicle uh, my background is in specialty vehicle building and we couldn't really buy anything in Australia and so that's where Earth Cruiser came from is okay. that we thought well we know what it's like to travel um, I call it one directionally. You know, we keep yeah. going in one direction. It's point to point. Exactly, right? exactly. We know what that's, that you, means. You're basically, if you're imagining these vehicles, it's the most extreme version of an RV. It's, it's multi-wheel drive. You've got the, the comforts of home, but you're building it on what, cab over chassis and things like that? Sure. I mean, I, I, I guess to get a visual yeah. um, is that our vehicles are uh, roughly the same size. Well, they're all, typically they're 22 feet long. Mm-hmm. We, we keep it to that. You make it so they can ship in a container, right? Exactly right. And so the typically the roof lifts up and down so you can slide it inside a shipping container. And there's a lot of good reasons to do that if you like to do the sort of thing we yep. do. And But then the vehicle um, is, is essentially its own little, uh, own little element, if you will. And so, yeah, the, the water systems, the charging systems, all that sort of stuff. And so to the point where... Um, it's not about the truck. The truck is there to serve you. You're not there to serve the truck. Right. So the whole system is designed around making sure that the travelers are happy and having a great time. So what that what that collates into, you don't want to listen to drawers that rattle. Sure. You don't want to listen to springs that break. You, don't want, you, you just don't want that. You're something. You jump in, turn the key and go, you know what? I want to see what's on the other side of that river you, and I'm going. You want the vehicle to be your facilitator of adventure. You don't want the vehicle itself to be the adventure. You couldn't have said it better. Because so, <laughs> so many. That's exactly, exactly so right. let me ask you, sure. what were you doing, Lance? <laughs> what were you driving that turned out to be the adventure? Because you, I'm sure you'd been through multiple vehicles where you're like, it's just too much work. Ah, what a sensational question. All right. So, um, yeah, again, coming from Australia, Land Cruisers, Nissan Patrols, sure. super yeah, super popular. But you fellas build trucks. You wheel cars. You understand, right? You build your vehicle from the tires up. So, in a nutshell, if you're, if you're constantly compromised by what you're literally sitting on because you can't deflate it properly to, you know, get across that sandy whatever it is, or, you know, it... it uh, the tire is um, just not comfortable on the road for whatever, for whatever reason the rest of your life becomes a compromise and so that was a key thing when we started earth cruiser using the cab over uh, trucks was because they're uh, not compromised in that regard so their carrying capacity is significantly larger than your typical ute or pickup truck and they're shorter overall so you have more room for habitat right because exactly with the right. cab over you don't have the nose of a truck for exactly. where the drivetrain goes exactly right so um, our typical as I said 22 feet is a typical EC so you've get you know 15 plus feet of really comfortable living space you can do a lot with that uh, that's actually bigger than our podcast studio uh, literally I think our podcast yeah. studio is it's 12 by 12, 12 by 10, 10. yeah, yeah. So, so we should do a podcast studio in an Earth Cruiser. Could you build us one? It'd be a lot more comfortable. Oh, we should talk about that. And I'm sure, and I'm sure you don't stock your uh, your amenities are not IKEA couches. Uh, absolutely not. So, but again, it all comes back to that, right? I mean, and you know, we, we mentioned you know, sort of RV type stuff. We that's not really us. I mean, if you if you Earth Cruiser, you don't take it to an RV shop. Typically, right. you would take it to a boat builder. Sure. If you wanted yeah. some service. Oh, interesting. And so it goes back to that whole philosophy about where you're going, all that sort yeah. of stuff. And no, so let me ask you, the, the boat builder thing, that's because of the fiberglass work or or the, just the craftsmanship required? I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around. Yeah, and, and I don't mean to be insulted by RV, but just to give no, our no. listeners a, no, an no. idea of, of like what the general idea. 
RVs are built like crap for the most part. They're junk. <laughs> they're absolute junk. There's, we all a, few, know. there's a few good companies out there. You can spend a million dollars and get a Monaco or yeah. whatever, right? I mean, no, no, a, the, a big beaver or something different. like that. But not for this type of thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's different. Yeah. I mean, so uh, for us, I mean, you, 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 you won't find wood. You know, you won't find staples. You won't find any of that sort of stuff. But again, I mean, we didn't have to reinvent the wheel, but the technologies are out there. So we just had to think about it, right? So every Earth Cruiser has a kinetic frame, meaning that it does not, the bodies does not sit on the chassis, right? So the body oh. literally floats. Okay, taking that a little bit step further, um, a, you know, a, a decent boat, well, boat, boats don't have a, a chassis, right? They are relied on by the structure and what they're sitting yes. in to keep them together. Exactly. So we use exactly the same technologies. So whereas it, a, a, as you're you know, belting down the highway, you know, off track, whatever you're doing, in your earth cruiser, you can see that the chassis is moving underneath it like crazy, the suspension's doing what it's supposed to do, but then the body is neutral. Oh, brilliant. And so what that does is when you're hooking into a corner, all your stuff doesn't go to one side, everybody's having a good time. But, but, to but make, you're not also beating up everything inside the habitat. Exactly right. And so, again, that thing is there to serve you. So when you get there, you, all your cupboards aren't on the floor. You know? <laughs> Especially yeah. if you're going down some crazy you know, washboard road for 50 miles. We've well, all done that. All your stuff is out, your water bottles, your china bu- is you know, broken. I'd like to say it shakes the uh, bubbles out of my Dr. Pepper. Oh. If I got no more bubbles in my Dr. Pepper, I'm not happy. That was a rough road. Do you want to have a Earth Cruiser secret? Yes. Okay. If you have a look at an EC, you'll find out the fridge is as, is as close as possible between the two wheelbases, between the front and rear axle, because oh. it moves the less. Oh. oh! So you're not going to break your eggs either. Exactly right, and you're not going to shake your beer. You know, come on, it's all about. <laughs> yeah, well, it's all about the beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly absolutely. Right. absolutely. Listen, That's I've got some Australian friends, yeah. and they can yeah. they can drink, yeah. and I love them for it. Yeah. So that comes back, right? The vehicle's there to serve you. I mean, that's just quite one, pardon the pun, a little taste of what the way we think about building a vehicle. So yeah. Sure, I think the other thing too is if you're not gonna, you talk about building from the tires up, right? Mm-hmm. Why build the vehicle if you don't get it right in the foundation, right? Because 100%. it can't go the places you wanna go. You can't use it the way that you wanna yep. use it. So um, I think that's a really great philosophy. Can we talk about the platform that you're using? The sure. base truck, chassis, lockers, four wheel drive, axles, mm-hmm. all that kind of good stuff. But sure. what, where do you start at? And over time, you've used a couple yeah. different brands, right? Like, wh- what have you settled okay. on today and why? Okay, good as God. Right, so we kicked off. All right, so quick quick backstory. You know, in Australia, you get many more choices with cab over trucks. Yep. More, more pocket, whatever. So we narrowed it down to the Fuso, which is... Um, Fuso? Fuso. Uh, Mitsubishi. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mitsubishi Fuso. For a couple of reasons. Um, but it was between them and Fuso. So some of these reasons are timed out. But I think it's kind of fun just to kind of see how we think. So we had Isuzu, which is um, you know, a big company around the world, terrific, and Fuso, which parent company is Mercedes. And the reason that we ended up with, stayed with the Fuso, for, for that, started with the Fuso for three key reasons. One was it's 12 volt, not 24 volt. Okay. That's a big deal, right? It's a lot of extra work to convert it if you have to do that. Exactly, yeah. well, just go, you know, you, you go into that, you know, great little village and you pick your favorite place and you need an alternator yeah well you can kind of figure out how to make one if it's 12 volt if it's 24 volt your life just Good got a lot yeah. harder yeah. you know yeah so so that was one thing uh, the second thing was that the um the wheel the, the the brakes would accept a 16 inch wheel may not sound very important but at the time you know 10 11 years ago a 16 inch tire was the most popular tire on the planet that would carry our weight so okay. again, build it around what your most vulnerable thing is likely to be. Right? And the last one was that the, uh, 
Fuso was sold in more countries than the Isuzu. So, so the idea is servicing would be well, easier? Well, um, important bits and pieces. One important, so think about it, you've, you've gone somewhere interesting, pick your favorite place and smash the windscreen. Now you can put a piece of plastic against it, So, but would you have a good night's sleep with plastic across the windscreen? Yeah, probably not. Nope. Probably not, exactly. So Not fun. if there's tigers outside. Yeah, exactly right. So the faster you can replace some of these vulnerable items, the better time you're going to have. So that's where we ended up with Fuso, right? Fast forward a little while, a couple of years ago, Fuso decided to leave the US market. Sad, but never mind. And so we um, decided, okay, fine, well, we'll just make our own truck instead. And what we've um, done was done a, a deal with Isuzu, which is great, which is now... Um, very close to working with Chevy. So now we basically build our own. So we get the cab chassis and we, as an incomplete vehicle, and we turn that into a four-wheel drive. So it's literally an earth cruiser. Exactly right. And so now uh, there there was no four-wheel drive, there was no um, four-wheel drive cab over truck we could build or buy in America. We thought, well, the only logical thing for earth cruiser to do was build one. And so we went through all of the federal... um, So you're a manufacturer? Of the only cab over four-wheel-drive truck. And you also offer a crew cab? We do. Exactly. And so now our our standard chassis, if you will, is um, it's it's got Dana 80s front and rear, four disc brakes, comes standard on 37-inch tires, it's got a 6.6-litre motor in it, and it's all all of the running gear is Chevy except for the Dana axles. So you got is that a Duramax under the hood? Nope. It's a 6.6 gas motor. Oh, gas. Oh, so oh. that's the... Uh, Godzilla? No. no. The 6.6 is the Chevy heavy-duty gas version that you can get if you don't go to a Duramax. That's it, the gas equivalent. It okay. Is, it is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And so... You know, auto, and what uh, transmission are you using? 10-speed? Uh, no, 6-speed. 6-speed? Um, Chevy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Atlas transfer case. Oh, Atlas. Right. Okay. So, so how it works is we built the first one, then we give it... It's not directly to the federal government, but they have agents that they you have to give it to you give it to them and they'll tell you if your truck passes the federal authority to be a licensed vehicle in the US and so story short it passed and so now so now our truck comes standard with lockers it comes standard on 37 inch tires because you're building it so you can source that well but it's a truck so now it's it's not registered as on Isuzu it's registered as a core earth cruiser it is it is its truck and that so, is awesome. So, so, so do you debadge it? I mean, it's there's no more. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. It says instead of Isuzu, it says cool. Exactly. Very cool. Yeah. Wow. So, so what brought you to the U.S. from Australia? Um, uh, a pretty lady, probably. Uh, a lot to do with that. <laughs> I, I remember the phone call exactly. It was um, Michelle's mum rung her up and said, you, "You sound too much like Lance. You need to come home." <laughs> wow. And that was it. And so I thought, oh, fair enough. And so we had started Earth Cruiser in Australia. And I thought, you know, whatever, it can't be too hard. And so I just to, used to commute between Portland and Brisbane. Yep. Oh, wow. my Lord. That's some That's good a- airline miles. I thought oh, I had yeah. good airline miles. Well, right. for A, those are not, are you independently wealthy? Because those are not inexpensive flights, <laughs> no. and they're long, and they're taxing on your I, body. Uh, yeah. I'm well, jealous. I've always wanted to go to Brisbane, and I've, I've only been to Sydney. And but I, not every month like this guy. Well, I, no, that's what yeah. I'm saying is I love, Aust- <clears throat> excuse me, I love Australia, and I wish I could spend more time there, and I just haven't. And it's one of my... It's like, it's like everybody asks me because I've been to Africa and I've been to Europe and I've been to. Is this just you, you showing said, off now? No, no, no. Sounds okay. like I've done it. Yeah, yeah, but, done. All right, sure. Yeah. Then yes. <laughs> but the one place that I've been in all my travels as a journalist that I wish I had more time is Australia. Yeah. yeah so it's to travel. It's easy. Right? It's an easy country to travel around. Would really you easy. like so having spent so much time in Australia and then here now? Mm-hmm. 
Um, do you have a preference? If you had to pick one oh. to live here permanently, would you choose? Oh, geez, that's a lovely question. You said you're in right Utah, now. right? No, yeah, no, Bend, Oregon. Bend, I'm sorry, yeah. Bend, Oregon. Sorry. Yes. Um, mate, look, all, my family is in Australia, so yeah, if I had, uh, yeah, no, it'd be the land of Australia. Australia. How often okay. do you go back now? Uh, well, over COVID, haven't been able to. Yeah. Oh, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. In uh, January, I'll be back. Okay, yeah. what, what was your normal prior to COVID? Uh, it depended. It really did. Um, probably, it, it, it ended up because, you know, things change all that, but probably six months ish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, do okay. you still have Earth Cruiser in Australia? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So you, you have businesses in both places? Exactly. Yep. Are so, you where are you building them here both, or there? Both. Okay. Yeah. So my question is, do you see a difference in customers between Australia customers and uh, U.S. customers? And if you have international customers, are they more likely to buy a truck there or here? And is, does the exchange rate matter? That kind of stuff. Uh, okay. Superb questions. Um, uh, big difference: steering wheel. Oh, of course. Okay, so that kind of was that, 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 that was my somewhere. ugly American moment right there. It's all good. Don't <laughs> worry about it. So yeah, so it's not really that. So you can't buy an Earth Cruiser in Australia and bring the US. Right. That's that not going to work. Um, what's and it actually has been fabulous about being in the United States is the um, the change in the seasons and having uh, so much more opportunity to operate at altitude, operate at altitude when it's really really cold. Sure. All that sort of stuff. Um, you don't get that opportunity in Australia. So you can sort more things out and understand exactly. how things work, and R and D is probably a little bit better for the global market when people are taking these things from exactly. you know exactly. zero feet of elevation to exactly. fifteen thousand or whatever the case is. Exactly. And so you know I can tell you plenty about driving across dusty deserts in Australia for weeks and weeks and weeks at a time and not having any water. Again, that's what Earth Cruisers are supposed to be able to do, and they can. But I had, you know, I, I was not the person to talk to about what, what are these things like in the snow? Why yeah. would you want to be in the snow? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Did you see the look on his face? Yeah, Why yeah, would exactly. you want to be in the snow? I had the same look on my face. Not, not my favorite uh, place uh, yeah. to be when I'm wheeling. Yeah, so now, so now we sort of join those dots together. And, and for our customer, I think it's been great. I mean, we yeah. can um, have, we've had the opportunity to get so much more wealth of knowledge that we can put into their vehicles. And that's a good thing, right? You've got to source all kinds of heaters and mm-hmm. things that you never would have had to deal with exactly it's great is it I'm, I'm assuming that there's components shared between the two um, if can you skip the supply chain if Australia has what you need and they can no. ship it direct to you or anything like that no. is it no. market specific um, a little bit and it revolves around mostly revolves around 110 versus 240 okay um, Got it. so yeah the US is you know, clearly 110 yeah. um, and the rest of the world's 240 right um, so that's stuff like that really does change things and so you know you can have solar controllers and the rest of it but eventually they're going to have to talk to To, each other right right and then it gets difficult yeah how many continents have you been on all of them no no well i'm getting there i'm actually doing a really fun thing in uh, january antarctica no that's Cold. There's only one person. <laughs> cold. I, yeah. There's only one person I know who has Antarctica stamped in their passport, and that's Scott Brady at Overland. Oh, Journal. really? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks for telling yeah. me that. Yeah. Oh, he's the, he's the only one I, I look at. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to do something about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is uh, there's a uh, it's a GPS race. It's just fun. It's just really fun. It's from Budapest in um, Hungary. Okay. To Sierra Leone in uh, North Africa. Wow. It's 600 miles a day. <laughs> Six. 300. You're uh, you're three doing it in Earth Cruiser, I'm assuming. No. no, no. I'm going to do it on some patrols, my little okay. fun car. Oh yeah, um, but we've patrols. we've been through there. Um, You're you know, ripping at that speed. I mean, that's great. Six hundred. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how I like to drive off road. Yeah, if yeah. I don't cover, you know, two fifty a day off road, I'm mad because I I like to I like to have good suspension. Yeah. I like to get there 
And then I like to set up before the sun sets so I can enjoy a cigar and some bourbon around a campfire. Good as go. <laughs> Nobody likes setting up at night <laughs> or in the cold or in the snow. <laughs> no, no. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's just purely fun. Um, 100% unsupported. You're on your own, period. Yeah. And it's a GPS race. So they, they just give you your GPS points for the next and couple of days. Comes and, comes. and off you go. That's awesome. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's great fun. Do they have anything like that for Earth Cruisers? Like where, where it's, I guess it wouldn't be, um, you wouldn't want to have a speed-based race or time-based but you could have like a um, GPS or what are, what are the treasure hunts, Holman, where they do like you, you have to find the, the buried box with a map in it, those yeah. types yeah, of things. Yeah, geocaching. Geocaching, thank yeah. you. A lot of our customers do stuff. And again, COVID, I think, you know, it's made us all a little bit brittle. You know, mm. you know there's so many things we want to do, but we've got to be so careful. But it's coming back. So, yeah. Um, Stuff we've wanted to do for such a long time, but it's coming back. But We're, it seems like you as a company could, could organize one of those, like a geocaching event or whatever. We desperately want to. Yeah. But, but it, again, it's really, I don't know. It's bandwidth. Yeah, yeah. What do you want to spend your time doing? Yeah. yeah. It's that. And, you know, how does that look? Does it look good? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Can I ask, what are the price ranges? I know that you guys are, it is, it's, it's the top tier, mm-hmm. but I'm just curious for entry level versus full tilt okay so and you could buy the core as its own yeah, vehicle right exactly and, so the, and build your own if you wanted to exactly so so we've got so we 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 build on the f-350 as well which is um that's your terra nova terra nova yep so you get yourself a very nice terra nova for about 300 grand i mean really nice great and so then we have what we our core so you can buy a core chassis and we'll put a square box on the back of it for you and that is about well, it's un- well under two hundred thousand dollars. Oh, okay. And so then you can build it out yourself. So now you've got a killer four drive platform. You've got a really nice house on it, and now you can do whatever you want to do to it. And then if you go to the other end of the scale, a really nice EC now will probably cost you about four forty. Okay. Mm. I mean, there are pusher motorhomes that are double that price. Easy. Yeah. You yeah. know, that, that can't go off-road and take you on some epic adventure somewhere. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, what do you want? Do you want stuff or experiences? And that's yeah. kind of where it is. You know. Yeah. Because the point comes where your stuff starts to control you. You don't control your stuff anymore. Right, right. And we really, we don't want to fall on that side of that line. You know? Well said. Yeah. I have a lot of stuff that controls me. So, yeah. and, so I, and I do want to get, I, am, I, am, I, I, I do envy like Holman's lifestyle where he has been very careful about the way he's outfitted his JL mm-hmm. and some of the other gear that he's only packing what is nece- necessary mm-hmm for that adventure mm-hmm. and not a lot more. Mm-hmm. My tendency would just to be like, throw everything at it, and then I would be worrying, the whole time I wouldn't be I wouldn't well, be I on think, an adventure, I'd I, be worrying about the gear. I think that's the whole thing, um, We, as an industry, we got excited about overlanding here in the US, mm-hmm. and we bought every whiz gadget thing, whatever, far, far, far gold, gold that you could put on. And then guys like me, who are really into really good suspension and covering a lot of ground, realize, wow, I got really heavy really fast. Yeah. And then you start deleting things. So two things are happening. People are trying to find multi-purpose gear that can do a lot of different things so they don't have to carry one of everything. And people are trying, starting to find getting and getting rid of the things you don't need. And then I think there's manufacturers that are starting to figure out how can I build these things lighter and better because I really think the next phase in overlanding in the US is going to be lightweighting the gear that you love. I couldn't and, agree more. And yeah. getting back to having good suspension where the chassis is not taxed and the axles aren't taxed because you're, you know, 25% over a gross vehicle weight rating or something. Exactly. Like that. I mean, and you know, in talking about the weight and, you know, one of my favorite subjects a bit. So you're driving somewhere interesting, you want to air down your tires, say, right? So were your tires designed to run at 80 PSI to carry that weight or 20? Right. You know, so now you're at 20 to get out of that bog hole. 
and now you're destroying the sidewalls of your tyres, you pump them back, back up, you drive down the road, now you have a blowout, now you've had a really bad day. Right, how really often, bad. How often do you hear that? Yeah, a, a, a lot. There's a lot of people, and there's also a lot of people, they don't know how to properly size and weight their tyres, yeah. let alone air pressure. Exactly. I mean, there's so many people go, well, it says 80 on the side, so I run it at 80. No, 80's at your max for the tyre, not even the vehicle. Yeah, exactly. and, and it can just depend. I mean, there's plenty of, you know, you look at the trucks that our friend Jordan over here builds, on these giant 24 and 26 inch wheels, and they're on super duties. And there's only one or two tire companies that even make one of those rubber band tires that has the weight rating that can even hold the super duty empty. And there's a lot of guys who stretch tires out and the same thing, and there's a lot of people off-road who they they don't realize that the bigger tire you go, you can run a little bit less pressure Mm -hmm. because you have more volume and and thermal load is not as much of an issue and on and on and so they just have it at max and you get a horrible ride and a bad experience and all that um i'm curious your typical earth cruiser customer comes to you and says lance i want to go on an adventure and i here's all my money uh in my case all my money um i'd like to get one of these you're making, you're making me feel bad. <laughs> I sold my house. I sold my house. I need you. I'm homeless. I need you. What I'm curious is, like, where do they go? Is it, Do they ship overseas, or are there people that are going up in the Yukon and Alaska and all over the U.S.? Like, what trails are they taking? What adventures are they taking? South it's, America, is all of it? Superb questions. So, again, because of COVID, it's been far more about in rolling around the United States. Sure. And the U.S. is is such a hidden gym. Oh, gym we have epic comes. places here. And people have yeah. no idea. The Pony Express Trail, the Transamerica Trail, the Mojave Road, Eastern Mojave Heritage Trail. Fabulous. I that, mean, just amazing places. Yep. Uh, uh, San Rafael Swell in Utah or Escalante or any of the, I mean, amazing. Exactly. And and, and you've got to go there twice again because of the seasons. I mean, things yeah. change. And so you've traveled a lot, right? Yeah. And so how many places in the world can you be as far away from anybody as you can in the United States? Uh, probably nowhere. Seriously? I mean, there might maybe be... Maybe Russia, right? Well, it may be parts of Africa, uh, but... It could be really difficult to... You know, as yeah. far as security checkpoints and... Mm, and yeah. yeah, it's 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 different. It's yeah. just different. I, I remember being in Morocco and you would drive an hour out t- outside of, you know, a city. Catch that humble bride right there, there. And there's still people who are out there nomads with camels yep. and stuff walking around like you're never really truly getting away from people yep. and there's places in the u.s you can go and you don't see somebody for a week or more no problem and so that's kind of it yeah you don't really expect it but it's very real and don't, don't get me wrong i love morocco but i guess to answer your question properly you don't you don't have to go overseas to right. go over and that was sort of my you point I mean? like is your customer base um, because they can get a Terra Nova. There's other companies that yeah. make, you know, um, smaller, more maneuverable vehicles yeah, yeah, or, sure. or, or less expensive vehicles or more expensive, whatever the case is. Yeah. Do they choose Earth Cruiser and still use it to its potential here within the States? It's yes. not just global travelers yes. coming to you. Yes, exactly. So, um, you know, we, we have the... Uh, an earth cruiser can prove itself pretty much wherever it is. So let's just pretend something like me brings a, their earth, earth cruiser over to the west like I did. What am I, what am I now? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, it, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter which, you know, where the thing's planted. Yeah. It should perform hey, anywhere. If you want to pull up a KOH or a, uh, if you want to play a KOA with it, fine, whatever. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. That's, yeah, that's don't a waste that. of a good piece of machinery. <laughs> that's off the Christmas card. I remember, that, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I pulled into a, a KOA. I hadn't been there up to one in, I don't know, years. Yeah. And it was the only thing that was open in the area. And you pull in and you go, 
oh, that's why I don't come back here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're a, on top of people. Oh, it's a like, bunch of families oh. and they're and renting, generators. rented RVs and generators <laughs> yeah. all night and kids yeah. playing Frisbee next to your bouncing off your windows. <laughs> oh, you just, you don't like that? I mean, I've done it. We every, every He's more of a camping cabin kind of no, guy. No, no, check this out. Every, <laughs> every Thanksgiving, no, every Father's Day for the last seven or eight years, we would, we and a bunch of families would rent RVs and stay at a one of these campsites, and we were literally ten feet from each other. I'm like, this is not camping. Yeah. We might as I would have preferred to stay in a hotel because then it would be a nice restaurant and the yeah. whole thing. This is not that. Like, if I want to be, I don't need to be off the grid, but I do want at least like half an acre between us. Yeah. It's just too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, exactly. so where does someone go to learn more about... Uh, it's grizzard.com. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, you guys actually have a really cool website. You can see the trucks all articulating and, and whatnot. What would you say the primary difference between the Earth Cruiser and the Terra Nova is for a potential customer? Uh, Obviously, the chassis is different. One's a Super Duty and, and one's your uh, core. I, I guess um, a Terra Nova is more approachable, right? Like, really, you know, that you can have on a Chevy Ford or Dodge, you know, know, whichever you like. So I I guess that's the main thing because these are life commitments that you're making. You're right, it is real money, but it's a life commitment. Mm -hmm. And so if you can sort of do it gradually and say, you know, what do I really think about this lifestyle? Because that's what it is. You can go, okay, all right, I I, I can stretch myself to a a domestic chassis. I feel good about that. And let's go see if we really want to go. If we really love it. Exactly. Because I'm sure they keep their value pretty pretty darn good. I've seen some of the prices online and it's, it's... Mostly they sell them for more. Than for more, for right, them. because you guys aren't pumping them out every day. Like, it takes exactly. a while to build it. There's a waiting exactly. list. Exactly, um, Are the amenities different between an Earth Cruiser and a Turnover? So you're basically getting the same type of livability arrangement on amenities, things like that? I, I, well, yes and no, because um, with the cab over truck, you've yep. got all that real estate behind you, so your bed's always made and everything's all, all nice. When you use the uh, pickup truck, you've got a bed above you. So there is some things. You're walking up into the bed. The other ones, you just sit, whatever. I mean, yeah. but as far as functionality, yeah, yeah they're pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, if uh, a guy who worked for Four Wheeler Magazine wanted to drive one and do a story on it, is there a way uh, to make that happen? Absolutely. Oh. Is there, a, if, if, is there a way that a guy who's a friend of a guy who works <laughs> at Motor Trend and wants to drive, see, drive one could go along get, with him? See, now you're getting personal. I don't really know. <laughs> <into that. laughs> well, I mean, I, I've, I've seen the vehicles in person. I've seen them at, you know, over the expos cool. and, and, and follow you guys online and all that good stuff. I've never actually driven one or been in one and, and lived around I would love we, to have that experience at some point we can fix that okay we know people and know people alright well uh, <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll send you a note and we do a yeah. podcast uh, out of it as well oh, no, I would love to do a podcast just like yeah. two days yeah no, that's we, all we need we can fix something out okay yeah. fantastic all right. fabulous well great, I know you're busy great meeting you no, good to meet you appreciate yeah. it no, thanks, thanks for uh, no, coming to spend time with us yeah yeah no come fellas I really appreciate it thank you awesome Good on you. thank you Lance have a fabulous day sorry right. about the gum I haven't brushed my teeth today that's super <laughs> gross. Was it because you were up at 1.30 emailing me the podcast? Yes. And, so, I, and I forgot my toothpaste. I had to go down and get it this morning. At, Dude, uh, that's the worst. At 1 a.m.? little things that are so... Hey, you're not, we haven't gone. introduced you. You can't talk. Yeah. yeah at, Jordan, at, Jordan, you're not here yet. At what? 1 a.m., I looked at my phone. I saw no, uh, no podcast from you. Yep. And I died. Oh, oh no. You dick. You oh. dick. I waited. I wait. I'm like I was editing I, the whole time, dude. So, I literally had like toothpicks in my eyelids, and I, I it wasn't happening. And you know what I sent it to you about one ten, one twenty eight. I think it was one twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. I just I could. So I woke up early this morning. I it got sucked. Five thirty. I looked at it and I went, all right. 
I'll wake up in an hour. So I got up at 6.30 and then <laughs> listened to the whole thing while I was getting ready for the show. Yeah. And I put it up as I was leaving for the show. Hey, listen, I, I, I got to apologize to you guys, the listeners. There's not as much production as there normally is in these shows. It can't happen. I don't have the bandwidth. <laughs> I'm not joking. So last night... We went and just ate. I got a quesadilla down in the sports book over here. I went up to the room. Like, I hauled ass. Everyone was at Benihana. They're like, you got to come to Benihana. I'm like, I can't. I have to edit. It has to go up. We have an obligation to get this audio up. So I got into the room. I'm not trying. I'm, you know, I don't expect anyone to shed a tear over my workload. But I go up there, and, and I have my kid. I flew him down from school to help out. He's been our... You had a kid? Gavin has been helping us. Yes, he's been an awesome uh, production assistant. He's I didn't been, realize you had two kids. Or producer. I, I, and I, I introduced myself to him earlier, and he's like, oh, I've never met you. I'm like, wait, didn't you come to my show? Like, that was no, Quinn. That was Quinn. I was, was like, Quinn. damn, okay, Quinn. so that was yeah. Quinn. Just call him Quinn. It's funny. No, don't do yeah. that. <laughs> and call so anyway, Quinn Gavin, also So funny. last night he was doing some. He had some tests that was due at, I guess, in college. I didn't go to college. In, in oh, college. yeah, he was signing up for classes yesterday. Uh, you college. had walked away, and he pulls up his, uh, his laptop. He goes, Oh no! I totally forgot. Today was registration day, and he was freaking out. So yesterday, we came by. I go, hey, how's did you do your classes? He goes, yeah, I got my classes. So he was okay. all stressed out. I saw the poor kid. I, I was, and last night he was doing a test. You have up until eleven fifty nine p.m. to do these tests, and so he's up there cranking it. He was up there with toothpicks in his eyes, and I was home, and I was hurting. I was honestly hurting. I couldn't stay awake. So I go, I, go, I have to have Dr Pepper. I have to have either that or I haven't had one Dr Pepper in three either days. Either that or freaking that or cocaine monster, or something. Dude, three I days. Something. I'm I'm having the shakes. Three days. Yeah. What? What is wrong? So with you? I go. They're warm. They're warm. And they're, nobody in this convention center is all Pepsi. Oh, we still Listen, haven't introduced the him. Desperation is no, Jordan. Really Jordan, you're it. still not here yet. No, you're not here. We're, yeah. we're talking amongst ourselves. And so, I go home and I freaking go down my 18th floor, whatever it is, the hallway here, and I hit the first the the vending machine and it says cash only. I go okay. I have some cash. I put my, my $5 bill in there, it spits it out. I do it again, spits oh, it out. Do it no. again, spits it out. I'm like, and it wouldn't take my Apple Pay, nothing. I'm like, God. Yep. So I went to another floor, yep. and it says, sold out. Ugh. I'm like, all right, it's not meant to be. No. I'm not going downstairs. No, that's the universe telling you. you. I'm not, it's fighting you. Just let it go. So man. I went, I got a bucket of ice, and I went, and I and got you ate ice chips all night? Water. I just tap water, and it actually you, you helped, believe it or not. Ice to drink I realized that I was dehydrated, and that's why I was uh, yeah. so, so tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I powered through, and I'm like, Garrett, I hope there's no edits. And I, you know, I. I don't know. Anyway, I so, didn't catch any, but sorry if there's a swear word. Or no, two there in wasn't. There. I know I got the swear word. So yeah, anyway, there was only about three swear words last last C month that y'all did shows. Was it us or the guests? I counted. It was. Uh, I think you. it was the guests. It's definitely oh, you, Sean. That just took me another 30 minutes <laughs> yeah. to sleep. Uh, so now I have to go sift through the show and find that. <laughs> that's, I, that's a dick move. Can I I'm tell not, you, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to turn the show in at 2 a.m. Can I tell you something funny? Oh. I had a listener come up to me today and he says. Hey, thanks for being the sane one on the podcast. <laughs> and I thanked him. I said, I, I said, you know, we've known each other for over 20 years. I go, he's like my brother, but man, there's days where we just basically want to headbutt each other. He goes, yeah, I can tell sometimes. <laughs> yeah, unofficial brothers. Yeah, this is the way it is. All right, so we are joined by the great Jordan from Daytona Truck Meet. What's up, guys? No, 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 no. That's wrong. That's What's not? Wrong? What are you talking what? about? Oh, oh. What you- Update. Thank you. Jeez, dude. All right. Hold on. Get that better, was, that better. sucks. Hold on. Update. He does it way better than you Your do. Your turn. I can't, I can't do it as good. <laughs> Come on, Jay. 
Update! There we go. Do you hear yeah. the echo? Think, in the yeah, hall? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Everybody's looking at us. The right guys over here. here. They all hate us. Yeah. There, there's Han from Tokyo Drift. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jordan Mulbauer, what are you doing up here? First off, step up to the mic. you got to get really get little, close to the microphone. Yeah. Is this well, close enough? That's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> all right, so why are you here? What are you doing? You got your new truck out here? Uh, No, I have my side-by-side up in Armadillo Liners booth in West Hall. Okay. Um, did that with uh, Plug. Yep, big old plug. So uh, I wanted to do something different, a little off-road build. Fun so wait, build. you had to trailer your side-by-side out here? Yeah, all the way from Florida. Whoa. Oh, wow. okay. You should do a tow episode. Did you trailer? Ooh, or you, hey, hey, there we go. <laughs> did you pay to have it trailered? I did, yeah. I have a uh, buddy of mine is a transporter, so legally oh. I got it transported out here, you know? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't too much of a bill, so... I'm gonna guess 1,100 bucks. Oh, more than that. Oh, wasn't really. Oh, yeah. dude, now. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah, no. The reason I said now, that now, now, two years ago, that was the going rate. But right about now, we're about double, triple that. Ouch. Yeah. Okay. Just because I know you have so many trucks to get transported into Daytona, yeah. That I figured you get the bro rate. <laughs> dude, there's no bro rate when you're going yeah, cross country no, from Florida. Yeah, maybe to not. Gas prices are real. There's yeah. no such thing as a free so rate when it comes to that. <laughs> you're you are. I don't want to say jaded, but you've seen a lot of trucks in your in your yeah. young years, right? So I, you also have a mullet. Yes, I do have a mullet now. I'm, it, it, I'm getting it, up in age, so I wanted to try growing out my hair as much as possible. It's weird because you have the front is all business, yep. and the back is all party, but the back party looks like the front party for your beard. Yeah. So I, I bet you could <laughs> shave eyes in the back of your head and then have eyeballs tattooed, and people wouldn't know which way you're, you're facing if you're coming or going. Should we try that? No, we should <laughs> not try that. It'd just be weird. That'd be an awesome. But Vegas, you know what's uh, weird? Look sideways. Bet. He's equally weighted. Ooh. Hey, why, why are you like that? Symmetrical. Why you got to be mean? What are you talking about? His head. You can't waist. hurt me. Come not on, not, not ginger. Not here. his <laughs> belly. I'm talking about his head. What? Oh my god. Uh, this sideways talking about my head. Hey, by the way, uh, Jay can't appreciate it, nope. but uh, thanks for the uh, whistle pick. Hey. I heard from my kid that someone. He's like, I don't understand. He's like. Something weird happened last night when uh, you stepped away and, and a guy uh, gave Holman like a big thing of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, no, no, that's that's normal. He normally gets whiskey from friends. Yep. Well, and, but, the, but the thing was, is this was a special batch. So this is a rye. It's a Whistlepig 12, which is a really, it's basically, so mm-hmm. next up in the Whistlepig hierarchy is, is uh, Boss Hog. And... That is like super expensive, and if you can't afford that, really the Rye Twelve is like the one you want. Yeah, it's, there's it's, there's so much flavor going on oh, when it comes so to the the twelve year Rye. It's different because the ten year Rye is a single barrel. If you do a special blend of that, and it's literally just one barrel, um, you know, put in the bottles. But if you do the twelve year, you can do the bespoke blend, which has a blend of what is it, um, Madeira cask, Sauterne cask, and the sweet one, which is oh, I can't think of the name, but. You blend. You it's make delicious. your own special blend of three different types of twelve-year-old whiskey. Well, and uh, here's what I appreciate. Really, really good. You went to the distillery. You bought a barrel. They came to me. Okay, they came to you, yeah. and you bought a barrel. Yeah. And then you had them custom label it for Daytona Truck Meet yep. because you're giving them out yep. to special people at Daytona Truck Meet. Now, two things. One, thank you for saving me one because that's freaking awesome and I really appreciate it. I know you love it, so I had to. Dude, it's I. Th- that means yeah. a lo- it really means a lot to me. And I did tell him to open it here so you could try it. Well, and I and I would have. That is the second thing that I was going to say is the thing about it is I'm like I know what this bottle is going to be worth, mm-hmm. and I almost feel bad opening it because I don't want to waste it because it's like only going to be a new bottle once. And Jordan said, No, no, no. I've got other bottles. You need to drink this one. And yeah. this is why we can be friends. Don't worry about that, because I'm going to be working on a Elijah Craig 12-year barrel-proof pick also, too. So, Ooh. yeah, I got some good ones. I'll save you 
I'll save us all another 12-year bottle for Daytona next year. And then I'll also have other bottles to try, too. I'm so. planning okay. to go. I'm planning yeah. to go. Okay, right. so what I was going to ask you earlier before we started doing the whiskey talk mm-hmm. is um, you being jaded about trucks, seeing so many trucks, you owning a sh- truck show. Mm-hmm. W- tell me what you've seen out here that's impressed the great Jordan Mulbauer. I'm the type, like, I try to find the new stuff in... Uh, Meaning late model new stuff or, or innovative? Innovative. Like, okay. I, I went over to the launch pad area, and the, my favorite thing of all of that was this guy, he makes these little plastic decals that basically go onto the window of your vehicle and it has a QR code and also a little microchip in it. You can go up with your phone, tap it, and it gives you the whole build story of everything. Um, and I'm drawing a blank on the name of the company, but uh, you got to go check that out because okay. it's, it's definitely I would go different. there, but I don't know the name of the company. Yeah. What hall? Can you, can you <laughs> tell me what hall? It's in the launch area, so oh, launch launch very, it's okay. in the very oh, first. We need, to, we need to have Tom Solrinsky from Launchpad uh, from Off-Road Research. Uh, we're going to have him on the show, too. There's a there's some really cool... We don't have any more slots open. No, no, no. We're going to have him on after. There's a bunch of Launchpad stuff this year that's really rad. In fact, our friends over at Thinskins, who we had on the show previously, they're in Launchpad as well. So Okay. okay. Yeah. Good stuff. So we learned about QR codes. That actually mm-hmm. would be very helpful for car shows and everything else yeah. if you want to show off your build. Yeah, I'm thinking like adding it into my show stuff. Like if you get a VIP spot, I'm going to send you, I think it's called Auto Dot or Auto Bio, um, but it, you would basically have to you know, put in your build and then that's how we judge you and kind of like... Oh, oh that's cool. Yeah, you get yeah, points yeah. for each field or something exactly. like that. Yeah, so we can you know, go through it and narrow down the field a little better so we can pull out like the, t- the best top like 10 or 20 and then we can go up and view them in person. Oh, smart. Yeah, yeah. It's a good yeah. You're, you're a lot smarter than you look. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it, save, it would save time for your, your judges as well. Yes. You know? It's, yeah. When you're dealing with 5,000 trucks, it's a little tough to go oh through a so. And this last year was bonkers. Hey, do you yeah, have dates really? for Daytona Truck Meet yet? I do have them, but I can't say them. They're uh, uh, embargo. Come on. <laughs> I don't have the sound effect. Well, G- hey, give it to me. Hold hey, on. Listen, give me, you, wait, wait, wait. Give me a good embargo. You ready? One, two, three. Embargo. Well, that was that weird. Was that was like, a strange one. Weird. See, it's different. Listen, <laughs> I'm telling you, if you want me to go, you got to give me the dates sometime soon so I can block them out. It's a I won't share them. All right, I'll leave June open. Yeah, there you go. All right. All right, I, I, you got to get out of the booth. We've got other people here, and i got to drink some whiskey. Well, hey, while I've, while I've got you here, so next year I am working on another show called Seas Expo, and it's going to be a full trade show style, so kind of like SEMA all indoors okay. in Orlando at the Convention Center. So that's a new one. Interesting. That's the I saw you passing uh, out the, the flyers the at Daytona. Potentially the week before Easter. Yeah, it is the week of Easter. Week so of it'll Easter. be Thursday, Friday, op- our, uh, trade show only, and then Saturday open to the public. And then Sunday people go Sunday and uh, enjoy the families. Exactly. So it's weird. Is he, remember everyone was calling Daytona Truck Meet the uh, SEMA of the South? Yeah. He's really doing the SEMA of the I South really now. I really am yeah. doing the SEMA of the South now. So. Interesting. It seems like there should be a, a weird uh, Disney song that goes with that. SEMA of the Ooh. South. Okay. All right. Yeah, Jay, yeah. you also need to leave. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, Jordan. Love All you. All right, buddy. See ya. Ronnie came by and... Uh, I said thanks for the stickers. I saw that. He plastered. Did you put the one there, the C10 no, talk? No, he did all that. Yeah. yeah. He did an interview with Gail, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah, for his podcast. All right, cool. Using our, our gear. Using our gear? Well, I, I loaned it to him. <laughs> he wasn't doing interviews. It was weird. He's just You're strolling around. I go, Dude, this is vacation. I said, pal. you want to interview? You need to interview Gail. He's like, what? Are you, can I interview Gail? I go, uh, yeah. Bring the level down. Oh, your headphones? No, you. The level into my headphone is. Well, blood's coming out of my ears. How about that? Is, that, is that better? It's much better. I can still hear you, too. Okay, okay. I'll turn it down more so you can't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> There's that's what, that's a plan. I how, wish, how dare you is guys? Is there an off switch? <laughs> what, for, for, for me? Click? No, there's no <laughs> off switch for, uh, for lightning. 
So, Holman, we are joined by the great Gail Banks, who has had a very, very busy day. Really? Just the oh. great Gail Banks? I, I so much more than that. I'm stunned that this man. <laughs> I'm stunned that this man between us has a voice after all the uh, the on camera uh, stints he's done today. It's been a day, I'll tell you. Yeah, that. Gail and I are in the same boat on that one. We're both raspy uh, mm-hmm. and uh, dead to the world soon. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. You know what? I just want to take some of uh, Jordan's bourbon and just burn it all out. That works. That would the, hurt. The, it was that the whistle me. pig? Yeah. <laughs> I've got yeah. a whistle pig 12. You want to go drink it later, yeah, Gail? Let me know. It's therapeutic. <laughs> it is <know>? therapeutic. <laughs> so let's first recap, Gail. Oh, no. First, no, 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 we, no. Should, first we need to thank Gail. Yes. Yes, we do. As our newest sponsor to the Truck Show podcast, because uh, Gail awesome. Banks, Gakes pa- Banks Power, and Gail Banks are uh, not only did they loan us the booth, but uh, you guys are going to be with us for uh, the next year. Yeah. We, we really appreciate that. I'm honored, actually. This is kind of cool. Well, thank you. That's how, that's how I feel about this booth and uh, and being associated with the uh, the Banks brand. So, thank you. Well, yeah, it says on the wall, you know, Truck Show Podcast powered by Banks. So, <laughs> you you weren't here yesterday when your good friend Jay Leno came by, and uh, that was the, a very strange moment. The whole moment, and then Jay said. You guys need to take a picture of me in your booth. So you can tell Gail I was here. So. He needed proof, so yeah. he barged his way behind, the, behind yeah. where you're sitting now. He was up there, and he grabbed us and took yeah. a picture with us. And I, like, told, I told him, I said, Gail keeps threatening to bring us down to hang out with you at the show. Okay, yeah, tell Gail, come see me. So ah. Anyway, yep. maybe we'll do that one of these days. He Before wants, Christmas. I would love that. Yeah, yeah, he wants us to bring the old truck over. He's like, I heard about it. I need to see it. Bring it to me. <laughs> Is that your Jay Leno I don't do Jay Leno. I don't do. Gail does a little Jay Leno, although he's a little horse. Yeah, it's hard to do when you're a horse. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, thank you for uh, for supporting the podcast. Thank you for the uh, the booth space here at SEMA. It's been a big hit, although uh, Lightning and I are dead to the world because of uh, the use of the booth. I'm imagining come Saturday, uh, neither of us will surface for air for many weeks. Oh, no, no we have a podcast gotta, that week. Yeah, we have a podcast, <laughs> and i got to be at work on Monday. So oh, yeah. We'll the be big, back. The big sleep. Yeah. The big yeah. sleep. Yeah. So let me get your recap, Gail. So far today, day two, Truck Show podcast, mm-hmm. um, at SEMA show. What? Give me your take, because everyone was saying that the, the, the show was going to be slower. It was going to be vacant and I today I felt energy I felt energy that I did not expect yes a lot of, a lot of people came in Tuesday this is Wednesday it's not what, what it's been in the past it's actually better I, though I yeah because you can because move you around. get more time with everybody and I it's easier like, to move around I agree and I feel like the people mm-hmm. that are here are the people that should be here mm-hmm. whereas a lot of times you get a lot of people buying badges and things like that and who aren't really supposed to be here and they're just taking up space that makes our jobs harder and i feel like this is the first sema where you can breathe a little bit you can still get business done there's still a ton of people there's no doubt about it but you can move and you can breathe and you can spend time with people and i'm like i'm okay with that absolutely me too now you, didn't, you didn't get much chance to, to, to walk around yet to see other vehicles, although you were absconded uh, with by uh, Rich Rebuilds, Rich Benoit, who yep. runs, who yep. has the popular YouTube channel where he... Uh, That's the dude who took a Tesla and then said, screw you, I'm putting uh, LS in it. He pisses off Tesla fans. Yeah, yes, he does. I pretty L- much love L- everything L-S3. about that. LS3. Oh, yeah. I love everything about that. Yeah. So Gail did a walk <laughs> around. He came over to the booth uh, last night and, and was marveling over the truck. And he's like, oh, no, is Gail going to be here? I'm like, he was here today. He's like, he's here? I go, yeah. He's, he's, will he be here tomorrow? I go, 
Yes, yes. he'll be here tomorrow. Yeah, he's yeah, gonna, yeah. He's, we got posters. He's going to sign. He's like, can I can I talk to him? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so he came. Wait, over. hold on, hold on. Let me see if the Oracle is available. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So so anyway, I went and snagged him, and he came over. He shot a, a really fun piece with Gail walking around the truck, and then he says, "Hey, I, so I've got uh, you know I'm I'm a I'm a I'm an enthusiast. Like I I." I took a page out of your book and I did something bizarre and can I show it to you and he walks him over and he brings him over to uh, to the vibrant booth where his Ella swap Tesla is and of is. course Gail's probably looking going oh God, well, I got suckered in by a Tesla owner <laughs> but he did not know until the hood pops open and there's this engine and then he, there was the, this angel it singing. had to happen that, yeah <laughs> yeah I hope you guys had hearts yeah. in your eyes and all that oh, kind of good stuff oh man cool swap I'm just glad people are doing and by the way not an easy swap because that platform was never designed to no have trans a, tunnel. No trans tunnel. So yeah. he had to cut the floor up because there's no work, no place for a drive shaft, and the the frunk is was not an engine compartment. It's, right. It's it's yeah, anyway. The whole thing is is wild, and there was a lot of work. I haven't seen it in person yet. I followed the YouTube, and I thought it was pretty cool. Well, he asked. Yeah. Um, he, asked he he's working on a diesel swap. I, I probably shouldn't say anything about because I don't think he's announced it on his channel. Mm-hmm. All right. Was, well, let's uh, trump him and get those uh, uh, downloads. He was. Uh, yeah, he was. He was asking Gail for some help. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, diesel, what you stopped? Short. I can't. No, I don't want to say because I don't think he's announced it. I don't think that would be cool. Yeah, we have to stop right there. Yeah, but that Ooh. would be. He needs the element of surprise. Yeah. And the guys from uh, uh, Salvage to Savage, who yep. did the, the Tesla swap into a, the a square body C- C10, yep. they came over as we were mm-hmm. offloading, and they were, they, it was so funny, we were trading stories. Like, I thought they would come over, and either A, not who we knew who we were, actually, they helped us move the truck in, they helped us push it in. That's over, cool. And, um, yeah. And I said, oh, we've been watching your, your show. They're like, oh, my God, you know, we went, we've watched all of your episodes and da-da-da-da. And I go, did you see our hashtag? What hashtag? Go, Not a Tesla. Because <laughs> I was trying to clown them and yes. get some interaction going. Yeah. But, and, uh, and they went, no? Tell me more. No, they, did, they didn't <laughs> see it, but uh, they were very familiar it, with the build and the, and the brand and everything else. It's fun to see uh, Gail walking around and people do double takes. I'm like... He's not a supermodel. It's just Gail Banks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, but you, you, supermodel. you'll see Gail walking up the aisle, and like, people stop, and they look, and they're like, they don't know. Like, oh, that, that's one of, that's one of the, the, I guess, really the forefathers of the industry right here. And he's walking down this aisle, and people are, are, they don't know what to do with you. They see you, and then it's fun to see the young guys who, you know, are, are, weren't even alive when you started doing the things you're doing in the early days who are like the relevancy of Gail Banks and the brand is still here today and they see your videos on YouTube and that's how they know you. They don't know you as the guy that turbocharged pickup trucks or the guy that was on Mrs. Horcutt's driveway. Or yeah. that, they they yeah. don't know any of those But stories. isn't that weird that you have like this... You have this fan base. Yeah, but it's, it's, so, and it's so diverse now. It's not like the old guys that yeah. grew up with you in the right. 70s, 80s, whatever. I guess that, yeah. that, that, yeah. what I was trying to say... But poorly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, no, but he's got well, like a lot of... He keeps stepping on your lines. I know. All right, I'm sorry. Can't. I'm just hyper at the end of the day. I'm, I'm, I'm jumpy. Can't the producer <laughs> you control know this man? Can you give me a newspaper and I can just swat him? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bad lightning. All right. I'll, I'll take it. No, 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 no. Keep going. Go, go, go. We're La- last night on the, uh, the hallway, we're walking back after the show, uh-huh. right just prior to Benihana's in that long hallway yeah, the, yeah. the Westgate. And there was a pack of guys waiting to get into the restaurant, and I was with Eric Ryder, one of our fabricators, and um, we were walking through, and I'm, I'm about 20 feet behind Gail, and and the guys lean back, and I can hear them say, that's Gail Banks. That's Gail Banks. He's like, ah. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so funny. They're like, what the hell does that mean? I don't know what it yeah. meant, but it was yeah. like, it was just like they had, no, they're like, it was as if like Schwarzenegger walked by, like, oh, Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Not here. quite the same. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It depends if you're an enthusiast. I mean, I think it's a pretty big deal. Thank you. Yeah. Tell my wife. <laughs> All right. Please tell my wife. So the big news at the show this year is you have ceded control of your own booth to us, which was seems like a bad business choice. But what was a good business choice was you put Lockjaw in uh, Anzoil's booth. Yes. And I have been fielding questions when uh, Lightning's not here uh, of uh, maybe in the scores of people going, where's the truck? And what amuses me about this is yeah. they're walking by this 10 by 10 booth wondering where the truck is. And I'm like, Really? You yeah, can't figure yeah. out that a truck doesn't fit in this one? <laughs> Vertically, you could... Yeah, oh, true. Right. Yeah. true. Maybe we'll do that yeah. one here, huh? Uh, but no, a, a huge, huge... I mean, the stickers are almost already gone. The posters <laughs> are almost already gone. Uh, the the response, because I've heard people talking about it all the, all the time today, and I have people coming up to me who are, are podcast listeners, and they're going... Oh, Holman, dude, Lockjaw looks so good. And yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, I went yeah. down there and saw it. So it's, it's awesome to, to know what it started as and see what it is now. A, a truck full of rust, <laughs> you know, not painted. Yeah. That's original paint, I'm pretty sure, from 66. Oh, for sure. You know what it's People like, People say it looks good, and I, I, I go, every car I, or truck I've ever prepped for SEMA had to be show. Yeah. This uh, thing's not show <laughs> at all. At all. It's like if there was like a muscle building, you know, muscle man contest and everybody was oiled down in their yeah. Uh, speedos. Yeah. And then lightning and I show up in our skivvies. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what this is. Yeah, right? I like, don't want to see that. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want, This is way cooler than lightning yeah. I understand. How do I, mean, I get tr- that picture out of my mind? <laughs> Home in the truck isn't hairy. Well, that's true. Oh, <laughs> well, there's that. Uh, but it, it will cause tetanus, though. So it, there, there is yeah. It may. But there's a lot of energy over the engine. There's yep. a lot of energy. Uh, guys, that's the yeah. guys walking up, seeing the eye dashes that are in yeah. the dashboard, and they're like, yeah. "I have those," or, yeah. or "What? Tell me more. What's about the super gauge? What yeah. can I read?" And well, so it, it's causing a lot. Of, it's 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 generating the chatter that we wanted. And it's yeah. about the engine program, yeah. right? Like the, the the engine program. That's that's the beauty around it. Then you have sort of the accessory add-on banks mm-hmm. pieces, the gauges and things like that. Uh, the engine is the big deal. So let's talk about the engine because that is, I mean, let's face it, that truck doesn't exist without that engine program. That's true. It's a vehicle for the for the engine program. Yeah. 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 Literally. So Duramax, Duramax L5P. Yep. Which is turning out to be uh, even more bulletproof than I thought it would be. Yeah. So it you just, did a whole series on on killing it. Trying to. And it's still running. Yeah. Thousand and four horsepower. <laughs> Still running. <laughs> you know. And not just still running, and, in good shape. And, I mean, when you yeah, looked at the rings and everything, it was... it was Leak down is 1%, 2%. Jeez, yeah, wow. Yeah. We haven't killed the rings. We haven't killed the pistons. We haven't killed the cylinder walls, the valves, so head what gaskets. What dies on that thing? Is it a transmission first? Is it on a... Let's say you had... Well, that's not part of the engine. No, no, but yeah. I'm saying, like, let's say you have that engine in a stock truck. And yeah. And you bring it up to that power level. If we know the you'd engine have is to stout, deal, you'd have to deal with the transmission. Yes. So it's it's yeah. probably going to be transmission is going to be your next thing. Where's the fuse? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But for the engine alone, forgetting the trans, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, out sitting in the dyno, what gives? I don't I don't think we know, do we? I, I don't. We, we don't. We really closely watch all the vital signs. Right. And you and had and a hypothesis of what would go first when we had you on before. Mm-hmm. Is it the same? Or are you now going, I don't know? Huh. 
Well, I don't expect, we haven't really buzzed the snot out of it. Okay. I expect around 4,000 RPM. Those rod bearings are pretty big. Those crank journals are pretty big. That bearing speed might be a problem. Okay. But I want to go there. In fact, I want to go to 4,400 RPM. That's where <laughs> What's I, the highest you've gone so far with that engine? We've been to th- I think we've been to 34, maybe 3,600. Okay. Yeah, but keeping the oil cool, Yeah. that's a big deal. And you need to address it as you, as you get up in power level. We've addressed that. Oil flow rate is fine. Coolant flow rate is fine. So, you know, the, the stock oil pump, the stock water pump are supporting the program pretty well. Uh, we haven't ha- had to speed them up or, or replace them. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. Piston cooling seems to be uh, adequate. Uh, I think piston cooling, we have our own bigger nozzles that we do for the military engines. Uh-huh. You can pull a pan and... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that can you take the just that piece yeah. and, and throw you know the piston cooling jets on, on there and, and get we some can. benefit out of that if you have a, a, a L5P at higher pressures? Like, Do you sell that part? Is that something somebody can do easily? We will be selling that okay. part. Because uh, I would think if you're racing with an L5P or a Duramax, mm-hmm. if you could put oil jets on it and you're doing other things, that probably goes a long way to keeping those pistons happy. Yeah, in fact, um, the guys that uh, were designing the L5P wanted a bigger oil pump. We'd already done one for our race program. Okay. They called us up. Can we borrow one of them? <laughs> yeah, we sent them one. I never saw it again, of course, but... <laughs> Did you see the, it on the, the nozzle? <laughs> our racing nozzles, nominal 82, 83 thousandths, as I recall, are virtually the same size as the L5P nozzles. Oh my gosh. And now we're hot rodding those beyond what they are. But piston cooling, keeping the rings intact, no huge EGT cooking the pistons uh, or annealing the rings, if you will. The thing we ran out of, and we've done a couple iterations on, is the camshaft. We, we've just run out of valve duration. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. You, you know, the stock horsepower peak is at 2,800 RPM nominally. We're buzzing way over 3,200 on the backside of the camshaft, so to speak. Can you... So we did a cam. Okay. So if you do a cam... You can, I mean, what's the theoretical, I guess you said the bearings on the crank are probably on the rotating assembly from yeah, going... surface high, speed. That's uh, probably yeah. the, the other thing, and then the power level because of where the cam is bringing power, and those are kind of the, the yeah, two so things you're fighting. Yeah, so we fixed the camshaft yep. issue. We, I wanted a drop-in cam that could be put in the engine at Duramax because doing a cam on a Duramax V8 requires you to pull the heads. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, and throw all the head bolts away yeah. and the head gaskets. They're uh, torque to yield head bolts. You only use them once. I wonder how many shops know that or how many shops do an engine job and reuse your head bolts. Oh, so he uh, mentioned that on a recent video uh-huh. and it caused a whole thread of guys. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. I don't know if you've seen that. but I haven't. You mentioned the torque to yield and the, and the head bolts and it was just a big dialogue about the guys arguing with each other. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. No, yeah. I don't want to fix something that's not broke. Right, yeah. You Why know, take apart a perfectly good engine to replace one part that... At if I can get that cam in there yeah. in the factory, they already put our lower crankcase on the engine, our oil pan, our oil pickup, all, all that, our flywheel housing. Yeah. For, uh, for your Banks-designed engines. 
for, for a military. Yeah, for military. Yeah. But that oil pan, uh, the way I control oil aeration and oil temperature in that pan is completely fresh. Uh, so fresh, I, I got a patent. That, that's the you have the the windage tray on the bottom of the yeah, before. but I don't I I it's more windage complicated tray, yes, it's more complicated yeah. than that but but I've, I've taken to, away all the impact devices no profile scrapers or any of that it's all old school yeah so it's a revolutionary uh, system we're do, we're we're doing a version of that so the center line of the crank to the bottom of the pan is more like a gasoline gasoline okay. engine. So you can put the, our, our uh, turnkey engines, our crate engines, into like a Camaro or, or a Mustang or whatever. Um, and you should do that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Or, so, a, or a boat. Uh, that's, you know, uh, I want to return to the marine industry. Yeah. So well, You made quite a name for your, the company was in marine. Yeah, yeah. We got turbocharging banned in APBA offshore racing. Is it still banned That's, to this day? It was banned for about 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> and it's legal now. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of pressure from big companies that were racing at the time. Company, companies out of Wisconsin maybe <laughs> had their Gee. high performance division in Oshkosh. What a, what a, what yeah. They had more political pull with APBA than some stroke out in California, sure. being me. So we were beating them and we got outlawed. It's not the only place we've got turbocharging uh, banned. It's still banned in top fuel. There, there should car. be some t shirt like that, like Gail Banks. Getting banned. turbochargers banned since you know 1950 yes, something yes. or whatever. Yeah. So this would be the return to marine, and we've if been. If we do that, yeah. We, we've been approached by companies already looking for. Really. Yeah. Well, Pavati is one of them. So wow. that, mm-hmm. that company up in uh, I want to say they're Washington in that area, and they're looking for a Duramax solution, and they they're not happy with just a, just a, a, a Duramax, you know, stock. Those are those are incredibly high end. Uh, wakeboard boats, all aluminum hulls, just yeah. absolutely incredible. That's just one of many companies that has reached out and expressed interest. So it's, it's pretty exciting. I don't think people realize that when you talk crane engine, you just think you think Cummins, you think GM, um, and then after that, it's just when you think repower, you're buying a used engine, right? That someone's it's, rebuilt. Yes. This yeah. is not that. Right. This is well, most racing Duramaxes are used engines. Right. This is so. a brand new engine with zero hours on it yeah. from the, right off the assembly line with Banks parts inserted seamlessly onto the production line. And then the final assembly, dyno, all that is done at, yeah. at Banks' facility I, I that you've been to. That's important to, to note, though, right? So they're not zero hour. Oh, they're not? They they have well, dyno, because they, they have some dyno time testing. on it. Oh, well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. okay. In, in terms of being in the vehicle. My, my point was yeah. going right. to be that um, I think it's important to note that these are not just Duramaxes shipped to banks, you slap your label on it. These are Duramaxes that have your parts on it that make them and inside, what they are. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not just bolt-on, it's, there's a bunch of banks design pieces within that block that make it a banks engine. And I think people are, are often cynical about these types of arrangements, go, oh, they're just private labeling an engine, and that's not the case in no, this uh, situation. No, no, it's never been, never been. Military use. And the durability of the engine 
that 400-hour NATO test. Which is a hell of a test. It's a bitch. Yeah. So you you got to upgrade some things that aren't necessary uh, in a pickup truck. Sure. Aren't ever necessary. They've got durability headroom built in, in into those pickup truck engines. We're a different application. You know, military is far different. Yeah. So the testing is incredibly severe. You know, our oiling system is our oiling system. And it cuts down the aeration. Uh, you know, you're running at higher RPM sustained in the NATO testing, uh, like two hours at peak power and then two hours at peak torque and two hours back and forth. It's brutal. Yeah, it is. Sounds like my SEMA day today. Two hours <laughs> uh, on a yeah. stage, yeah. two hours moderating, two well, hours in a podcast. We, we, we've said this, Gail. Gail has said this countless times on video, but not everyone in the world sees our videos. But, like, you've got all these guys that, that are high-profile engine builders that sing their engines for six seconds. Like, we made 1,200 horsepower, 2,000 horsepower. And then and, and, and here's Gail raising his hand going, uh, I ran my engine at full at full throttle for 800 hours. Yeah. Not eight seconds. 800 hours. Do you, I mean, Holman. That's 33 days. <laughs> yeah, that's <I> right. <laughs> about around 33 days, yeah. So is, is there so, anything, it's built for endurance. It's built, you can buy, you will buy one of these engines and you will put it in your vehicle and you will drive to Florida. Like it's, that's what it's designed. Yeah, you can hot rod it, you can scream it, but it's made for dur- durability and that speaks to, I also think that the, the one thing that's been tough for me as kind of the marketing guy there is that the military, for as amazing as the military program is, as important it is to the company, mm-hmm. we can't talk about it. So yeah, right. guys are like, yeah. well, I've heard about it. And I'm like, sorry. They can't really put the pieces together because we're all guys, we're visual. And we need True. to see it. We need to understand it by touching it or looking at it. And we can talk about the JLTV and say that we have the Banks D866T engine in all of them. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really connect. The synapses don't fire because they can't touch it with their hands. Now, this engine is the first article to say, this is real. This is something that you can own. And, and I think it's clicking. I'm seeing that. And hopefully this will be the Halo project or the Halo product, I should say. Yes. For so many other things. It's the gateway drug. They, they say, like, well, I need the data now. What data? Well, we have the iDash. We have the data monster. Mm-hmm. We have all like this entire bevy of equipment that will surround this engine. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I mean, it's, it's hard... It's hard when you know you're that good and you can't talk about it. It's like, so frustrating. Uh, well, I mean, how many times have you and I talked about all your trips where it's embargoed, yeah, right? Yeah. Where you go off the, oh, the Hummer. Yeah. I mean, oh, you, yeah. you went weeks before we could talk about it. You were in the Hummer and yeah. you couldn't say anything about it. Yeah. And it's that same way. It's like I mean, there's, there's something I'll be at next week I'm not going to be able to talk about for probably a few months. And, I mean, there were things I... I did stuff with Ford on Bronco for literally four years before the Bronco mm-hmm. was shown to anybody. I've, I've shot at yeah. least six pieces with Gail over the last three years that we fully produce and edit and I put up and then we get a call from our internal people that go, uh, take that down right now. Like, you can't have that up there. Take that down right now. And I go, well, but we shot it from the side. Or we, and they go, no. Like, if you want to keep making these engines, you'll take that down right now. And I go, yeah. oh, my God, I spent nine hours editing it. But they we, don't we, care. We, we have to. So it's that. It's that. Like, and I feel sometimes I feel bad for Gail because he has thousands of hours personally invested in these engines. Yeah. And the military guys all know. They come by and they're like, oh, I've spent time on the GLT. Yeah. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, or like he's got a fan group of like of SEAL team members. Yeah. No joke. They come up to him and they're like... I've met some of his friends before. The SEALs. Uh, <laughs> the SEALs. I'm not going to tell you who. 
because I was given a challenge coin by one or two on occasion that mm-hmm. I was told if uh, they ever find that on eBay, they know who they gave it to and they'll kill me. Exactly. Um, but, <laughs> but my point being is I've met Gail and he keeps good company. How about that? Yeah. Well said. All right. So we talked they're, about it. In fact, they're in the house. Are they in the house? Yes. Uh, All right. Very good to know. I'll well, uh, never eight you, of them. You'd never be able to spot them. Yeah. Except they're wearing Banks badges. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you worked for Banks. So um, we talked about the engine. We talked about Lockjaw. We talked about uh, all that stuff. Let's hit real quick on some of the accessories surrounding the engine, like iDash. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. what else have you done to kind of promote what Banks has going on with the new engine, with Lockjaw? Not everybody's seen it yet. So maybe, you know, there's people listening to the show like, tell me more. Yeah, it's it's a 3.8... Whipple screw blower, <laughs> no turbos. Gentile. So this one's no turbos. It's completely okay. wrong. Uh, that is completely wrong. So yeah. you have a supercharged diesel with no turbos. Right. So think of huh. a big block yeah. V8 uncorked with yeah. long tube headers. Yeah. But that's it's a that's a beautiful. The fire, firing order is the same as a big block. V8. Okay, I was going to ask about. So that. it should sound like yeah. a big block Chevy. Right, because they it shouldn't sound any different at idle yeah. being that because the turbos aren't muffling. We don't have exhaust. any valve overlap, to, uh, hardly any at all. When we developed the cam, I kept trying to think through the gas flow process without valve overlap. You know, you start letting in a little intake air before you close the exhaust valve. We're not doing that. Hmm. But yet, it, it works beautifully. I can't wait to hear it. Wider lobe center, uh, lobe spread separation, I should say. A lot more lift. Uh, working with comp, we came up with the, a new valve spring design with Billy Godbolt there. Same with the cam. A, a lot of Billy Godbolt's inventiveness as to how you, you accelerate the lifter off the base circle. Uh, low shock technology, I think they call that at comp. We've developed a system that can go into the engine with factory tooling, and that's the key. Sure. So the spring's a drop-in, first one ever done for a Duramax. Right now we're running trend push rods, and uh, comp's doing the cams. And they're, of course, they're billet, very high-quality product all the way through. And I think we yeah. intend to bring those cams to market independent of the engine Yes, as well. we do. Yeah. 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 All right. I know you're busy. You're probably looking at your watch going, man, I could eat some dinner right now. But I'm curious about, you're not a body drop, slam, lowered truck no. guy. You like your <laughs> things nice and shiny. You're not even a big, giant lifted truck guy. You're a, give me a good, powerful truck that, that doesn't work. He likes work. sleepers as well. He does like sleepers. Yeah. And this isn't that. This is not your typical uh, hot rod. It's not your typical style and some guy convinced you that this would be a good idea and now that we're here at SEMA with your engine sitting in it Mm -hmm. unveiled how do you feel about how it came out and and can you see now the vision or do you give the guy two demerits should I I more than see the here's the deal (laughs) you can age out physically or you can age out mentally yeah I aged out last year, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife keeps talking to me about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long so, as you're keeping her happy, Gail, she, she can call you all she wants. So, <laughs> he knows what's up. <laughs> Anyhow, staying mentally uh, acute at my age is difficult. Taking on new concepts and not being bullheaded about it keeps me uh, in the mix. Yeah. You know, yeah. 
Uh, I think it's cool because it's unexpected. Uh, other than the video series, I get that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, not every hundred thousand, you know, SEMA person saw it. So there's people seeing it for the first time and seeing it associated with banks, and they're probably going, "Holy crap! What's what's what, 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 what happened to Gail? Yeah. <laughs> or or they're saying, "Holy crap! This is the coolest thing I've ever seen." But it's polarizing. But it's polarizing in the way you want it to be polarizing because it's talking about banks, it's talking That's about it. relevance, and you're in the conversation, which is what you want. Yes. And the other part of it is people feedback. Sure. Technical ideas. Guys look at stuff we do and then they go, you ever think about this? And then you go, no, Lightning, you don't have an engineering degree. Stop suggesting <laughs> things. It can come from hey, anywhere. do you remember that time he tried to convince you to do a diff cover that had, like, some weird American flag what on it? What the hell was wrong with him? <laughs> yeah, but look what it It was a flat-back diff cover. <laughs> but look what happened. It's, an, it's an amazing product in that, the uh, bank's lineup now. You know, it's kind of interesting because he kind of went behind my back. And he went to the art group uh, and the engineering guys. And they had one, I don't know if it was printed in our... It was 3D printed, yes. 3D printed. Mm -hmm. And we had a meeting, and I think oh, somebody... I remember the story. Somebody videoed me drawing on the, <laughs> on the whiteboard. I think this is what's going to happen with his flatback. Uh -huh. You know, the impact of the uh, loop yeah. into that flat, unforgiving surface. It led to a patent... Amazing, right? It led it led to a really cool product. That's so awesome, Lightning. So, You're patent adjacent. He's <laughs> patent adjacent. <laughs> patent adjacent. <laughs> Congratulations. That's the closest you'll ever be. I know. Well, I got I mean, I, he did, for the record, you did give me the okay to do it, but you didn't give me the okay to do it wrong, which I did. I did. Well, I did for the record. Well, you didn't. Who knew? I didn't know. I didn't who knew? Know. Yeah, I'm not an I mean, engineer. you guys spent a year of R&D to figure it out. You had a hypothesis about it. Yes. And but then it turned into a, a great product. It that, but at yeah. first it turned into viral videos. Yeah. We yeah. did not yeah. expect that the motor trends of the world uh, you know, would pick it up and run with it. And it turned into this. I mean, we have several videos with, with over 5 million views. Now, for a YouTuber, that might not be a big deal. But for an aftermarket company yeah. to have over 5 million views on a video, that's it means deep. you've permeated the aftermarket community. Oh, for sure. People and are aware of it. Yeah. So people come yeah. up and they just, and it was an eye-opener for so many, and I think because it was so genuine, it was Gail under the truck, the truck is on a lift, and yeah. he's standing there pointing at it going, I think it's going to do this, and yeah. we're going to find out together. Yeah. And he went yeah. on this mission of exploration, and he literally took everyone through all of it. And he wasn't just like, he was here's funny. what I found, here's the data. He's like, let's explore a together. Lot, yeah. You, you, yeah. There were a lot of haters in the beginning, They've all faded back into the woodwork because they realize it actually does work. And yeah. there's enough of them out in the world where people are using them and they have sensors for their temp, temp and all that. And, I, they're, and they're reporting back and it's not just coming from Yale. They're validating your own data and what you told people and what you're selling them on the marketing thing. And now... Think how that haters, feels. They've all faded. Like they've all just sort of gone in the background. Yeah. You know? They'll be back, but for right now yeah. on that topic, they're yeah. gone. Well, I... Uh, I just want to say thank you again for supporting the podcast. Uh, you've been on the show a gazillion times, and you're gracious to us with your time because we know how busy you are. But great to see you here at SEMA, and thanks for getting Jay Leno to come in the booth yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Proof of life. That's right. Yeah. Jay Leno's here. There you go. Yeah. Well, it's, it's been a great show. Um, I actually, again, I, I think it's, it's better because even though it's a little bit more spread out, especially the West Hall, mm -hmm. um, you don't have people on top of each other. You can move around. It's actually, it seems like the people that are here are the people that should be here. 
And you yes. don't have a lot of extraneous. The tire media. kickers. Yeah, or yeah. the or the people who mm. bought you know again badges off uh, off of Craigslist or something. There's there's the people from the industry who are here, and it's our show again. And I, I people are texting me going, "How is it? Is it?" And I'm like, "It's awesome. It, this is yeah. this is a great SEMA. I wish there were some additional companies here that that boned out early, but overall, the show itself is solid, really good foot traffic, yep. and it's the people that should be here, which I love. Yeah, good. All right, we're going to end the show on that. Totally oh. agree. <laughs> here's, absolutely Here's agree. what we're going to do. We, um, Holman, we need to end the show officially. So while Gail's sitting here, let's wrap it up, and then you go with him over towards Westgate, have a beer, and I have to go back to Lockjaw and shoot a video. Does that sound like a plan? Oh, so... We're you, just hatching this right on the air. I'm not sure. editing this out. This is, this How is going about you, Gail, where do you want to go? I'll go where you go. Well, the lobby in the Westgate. The lobby's got some good <laughs> yeah. beers on tap. Yeah. yeah. Lobby in the Lobby's Westgate. Okay, yeah. so... We have to thank Nissan for making this uh, podcast possible, um, without whom, you know, we they've been with us since the beginning. Yeah. And if you're looking for a phenomenal full-size, mid-size truck, the Titan, the Frontier, five-year, 100,000-mile warranty, the best in the business. We also want to thank DuralastParts.com. If you're rocking a, a, a pre-Banks modified old 66 Chevy C20, you're going to need some You're going to need some DuralastParts.com. <laughs> and of course... Thank you to Gail, this guy right here, for making this space and this podcast this week possible. Uh, Thank you very much. Bankspower.com, of course. Absolutely. Go there for all of your performance and uh, fuel economy needs. Lightning, stop talking. I'm pinging. And Bankspower YouTube. Of course, Bankspower YouTube. Lightning. Yes. I'm I'm pinging now. I'm ready to to pass out, and uh, you have to edit the show. So day two, over and out. Okay. I, I hate you. (laughs) <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> the Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. 